Hey, it's your pal B-Wade. Uh, I'm just popping in at the beginning here to make a couple notes due to my rampant unprofessionalism. Uh, first of all, I didn't give Richard a chance to promote himself at the end of the episode, so he gets top billing here. Uh, Richard is the host of the wonderful We're Not Wizards podcast, a show about tabletop gaming where there are definitely, definitely wizards. You can find the show on Twitter at We Are Not Wizards, and you can find Richard himself at Revitar. Secondly, I also didn't announce the upcoming books. Next month's episode will be covering the General Grievous comic miniseries by Chuck Dixon, and following that will be Darth Plagueis by James Luceno. That's all on with the show. I'm Richard Simpson. And this is Expanded Universe, your home for everything about the Star Wars Legends uh, series of books, games, and other media. Uh, as you can hear, we are joined today by Richard Simpson. Richard, hello. Hello. How are you doing How today? How are you? I'm, v- I'm very good. I'm not doing the entire episode of Ben Kenobi. I was tempted to. <laughs> you should have tried. Uh, so, <laughs> as as Richard attempting to do his best Ben Kenobi impression, uh, as you can tell, that we are we are covering the book Kenobi by yes. John Jackson Miller. Yes. Which uh, it, it was. It's really interesting. Like I, I I found I actually found this really fascinating when I was doing research for the book. Is that it was like one of the very last expanded universe books to be published. Oh right. Okay. Uh, is before, that you know before before the legends rebranding happened? I wonder. Um, I wonder how how long he took to. Did it tell you how long it took to write it? Uh, I read an article that where he talked about how it, he had had the idea in his head for years and years, and so it took him. I guess it took him a very long time to write the book. Uh, which it's 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 sort of like a space western. It's like really interesting for a Star Wars book because it's not like. <laughs> Most other Richards dying on the other on the other line. Sorry, oh, it's that's fine. me dying. Somebody's like yeah. somebody's uh, force, drop a somebody force choked me. Yeah, just do that because that was terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, that's what. Well, it's very, very. Um, it's very, very kind of. It could be set. Anywhere around the Western time, the, the cast of characters that they have and stuff like that as well. Yeah, and it is it is very like it, it, this book feels very Western. Like it is really deliberate and it's slow paced and yeah. it really takes it's a very slow burn. I think is yes, the easiest is. way to describe it. Yeah, I think um, when I spoke to you about it, I think it took me, I think it took me well over two weeks to read the first, I think the first half of the book. Yeah, it took me four days to read the second half of the book. So that's <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's where where I was with that. Yeah, the uh the, the, the definitely the intro is like it's really setting everything up and it really just like takes its time. It really luxuriates in like describing all of these conversations and stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm a little worried hopefully hopefully this doesn't happen, but I'm a little worried that we're gonna have some trouble like describing the book, uh talking about the plot, because like a lot of it is just like conversation and interplay between characters. Yeah, <clears throat> in a way think, that like um, just summarizing yeah. it might be hard to do. 
Well, we can always just make stuff up and yeah, sure. <laughs> keep, people, keep people interested that way because you're right. Um, <clears throat> I think the they try and bring... It's kind of interesting to me because they can kind of try and bring in Star Wars, but at the same time, it's probably... I was expecting more Star Wars from a Star Wars book and it really isn't a Star It really isn't that much of a Star Wars book. Yeah, it's from, it's more or less just yeah. like a slice of life novel. Like you're just yeah. reading about like a small town and like what happened, what goes on between the people in that town. Mm-hmm. But because of that, I liked it because yeah. it kind of you ha- you ended up focusing on the characters. It was, do you know what? It was very very much like how the first the you know the first couple of movies were. They focused on the character interaction and less on the kind of the te- technology side of things. Yeah, I was and, actually kind of it, this, this book did definitely make me think about uh, A New Hope specifically yes. because yes, like I, I I don't know when the last time you watched A New Hope is, but like the last time I watched it, I was really struck by the that they spend like the first half of that movie on Tatooine. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, um, like it is a it is a long time before they leave. Well, as a quick aside, I have. Um, and I've mentioned this on the old, the old twitterings is that um, I have recently introduced my my youngest son um, into the Star Wars universe. So he watched. Oh, yes. Welcome, another convert. He, yeah, he watched four, he watched five, and he watched he watched six. And he watched the Force <laughs> Awakens first of all, and uh, okay, it <clears throat> wasn't until we were halfway through that we realised that was. A, that was actually quite a high certificate for that film when he probably shouldn't have been watching it. But <laughs> no, you're perfectly right. I mean, you know, New Hope is all about the building the characters, building the story, um, having characters that you could place in any other situation and still tell the same story and the technology and the universe and stuff like that that was happening around wasn't... It wouldn't have made much of a difference. Um, <clears throat> what's interesting is that in the first bit, John John Jackson Miller does kind of he kind of pulls the rug out from under you in the from the very first scene to what immediately happens, kind of right after that. Do you know what I mean? With um, when we're introduced to where are we? Uh, just just the beginning with like with like the uh, the whole yeah, scene well, with well, Wild Albrecht. Yeah. yeah, with Wild Albrecht because it's yeah. This is I guess the first thing to note is. I'm not good with names, so when... <laughs> well, no, I'm not good with um, <clears throat> reading names. I'm getting used to reading names. So yeah. it took me about half the book before I was used to kind of like even remembering what half the characters <laughs> were. I think I spent the first... And this is why I struggle with the book. I think I have spent the first kind of five, maybe three, four chapters referring back to the cast list at the front of the book just to try and remember what who the hell everybody was. But, yeah, um, and uh, the, that, that that cast list is actually a thing that I wanted to bring up because I didn't bring it up in the last episode, and yeah. that's because uh, in the copy of the book that I read, it wasn't in the book, and so I'm not actually sure when they started doing it, but uh, for the most part, every every Star Wars Expanded Universe book has the Dramatis Personae uh, at the yeah. beginning where they just give you a list of like the characters and what like a, a small description of who they are, mm-hmm. and I find, that, you like, get- I find that very useful in general. Well, did you get? I mean, I got the you got the Kindle version. I got yes. the paperback version. But the paperback version also has the um, the Star Wars timeline as well. 
So you've uh, got the actual Legends novels timeline. I don't know if you get that in the Kindle version. Yeah, I think I think it is in here. I'm gonna. Oh yes, it totally is. It is absolutely in here. So there you go. So, so you, you got to you got to read all of that and, <laughs> I, I and just, just, just like, like there's cry. a lot of books. There are a lot of books. <laughs> there's a lot of books. This yeah. could be there could be a lot of episodes to this podcast, Brian. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> the fear that I have is getting some of the pe- getting people to agree to do like the the long series with me. All right, okay. Uh, because like, there's the New Jedi Order, which is twenty books long, and I'm not sure that I can bring new people in halfway through that series. No, you have to get them starting from the beginning. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not going to ask someone to be on my podcast and as a prerequisite <laughs> read ten books. I don't know. We could trick somebody into <laughs> that, Stephen boy. <clears throat> yeah, that, that, I, I, I tricked Jeremy Greer into doing it, so you could. I can trick other so people get into Steven. doing it. No, get Stephen to do it. <laughs> I think we are due, Stephen, having a, a kind of a, a long list of books to read. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. We all yeah. know how much Stephen Veyu loves Star Wars. Stephen Veyu loves, he loves, he's Star Wars daft, that boy. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get enough of Star Wars. Um... <laughs> But yeah, you get the cut. You get the cast list at the beginning. I mean, there's the blurb at the beginning of the book, which is obviously the usual kind of Star Warsy type. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a crawl, which I, uh, I I actually will probably put that at the beginning of the episode. I'll just read that uh, before yeah. the credits. All right. Okay. Um, what does it say? Darkness has fallen on the galaxy. <laughs> the Empire has taken control of the Galactic Republic, aided by Anakin Skywalker. Once one of the brightest Jedi Knights charged with protecting the helpless, having fallen to the dark side of the mystical force, Anakin lives on as the Emperor's ruthless enforcer, Darth Vader. But hope also lives in the form of Anakin's infant son, protected by Anakin's friend and former mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi flees with the baby to the remote world of Tatooine, where years earlier Anakin's fall truly began when he vengefully massacred a native clan of Tusken Raiders. Unaware of the event, and still believing that he killed Anakin in their desperate duel, Kenobi settles into a new role, watching over the child and his adoptive family, the Lazis, from a distance. But hiding is difficult for one accustomed to the action. And even Desert Tatooine has those who require the help of a Jedi. And well, that's then, nice. Now I can just put that in the in the beginning. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut to um, no, and then as I say, you get that kind of um, pulling the rug from underneath your your kind of your feet kind of thing because because you're you immediately introduced off... to a character that isn't Ben Kenobi. <laughs> yes, you're instantly kind of introduced to the kind of the, the kind of the the nineteen the the eighteen eighty five kind of prospector kind of drunk at the bar. Yeah. Um, who. I do you know one of the first things that kind of like got me inter- got me interested or got me reading this because I was like oh here we go is this going to just be a kind of a tropes thing is it going to be a western because that's how it kind of thinks but he uses some really decent um he uses some really decent words when he's discussing the actual while Ubrick talking about being drunk yeah. and how he describes him being drunk and falling over about the place and things like that <laughs> and it was just <sighs> I just thought it was really quite. I just thought it was kind of like really, really well done. Um, and then obviously the next thing that we get is we get him like falling about, and and then we get the arrival of like uh, well we get um, is it Orin's kids? 
Kind well, of we, get, we get we get uh, what is described in the book at this time, a bearded man showing up first, but as we know, that's Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, and he's just looking for directions, so he's asking the owners, and he's asking, Ulbrich claims that he knows how to get to the Lars homestead, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, but then, but yeah, then yeah, Oren's kids show up and and cause some trouble. Yes, they do. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's it. And then, I mean, this. I'm just gonna just gonna read this, but it was like, um, let me just see. Um, still, he was an important man with many underlings who would steal him blind if he was away too long. Through a haze, Ulbrich looked to the chrono on the wall. There were numbers there, and some of them were upside down, and dancing. Ulbrich scowled. He was no fan of dancing. Ears buzzing, he slid off the basket school, intent on giving the digits a piece of his mind. That was when the floor attacked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, the, the, the whole description of him being drunk at the beginning uh, is very just, funny. And it's I like thought, really accurate. Yeah. And it was back to the kind of the old, the kind of the stereotypical drunk in the western at the bar type of thing. So they kind of introduce this character, but you're you're automatically thinking this is the guy that is, um, you know, this is the guy that's going to be wandering about the settlement, kind of drunk all the time and causing trouble. And uh, and then the next thing we know, there's this nice action scene when Oren's, as I say, Oren's kids come in. There's a bit of a hassle. There's a bit of a fight. And um, and then um, as he turn out, yep, Ben does his Ben does his thing, doesn't he? he starts Taking names and taking yeah, names and, I, and kicking ass. I really like how throughout this book, like because none of these people in in this town like like have ever interacted with a Jedi before. No, and so they always describe whenever Ben does Jedi stuff, like they always describe that like very mysteriously. And like I think I think that that was like a really good choice. Yes. Like there's always like people are confused that like a room like becomes a wash and like a blue light or something when Ben turns on his lightsaber because they're not seeing what he's doing no. they just are seeing like more or less the reflection and it's very it's i, I really like the way that that's described throughout the book yeah yeah and they could they could have made it um and it's good that it's from their point of view because otherwise they could have just said you know ben ben sparked up the lightsaber and then you're like okay here we go we twist it this <laughs> way twist it that way and it turned like a, a scene which which takes a couple of pages to describe you would have turned it into like a, a two sentencer <laughs> you know yeah. ben on she's lightsaber ben cuts people up <laughs> um, kicks ass. Ben puts lightsaber away. Allah, new hope, right. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, so that's pretty good. But um, obviously, there's there's an introduction of characters that um, like um, Zed, who's uh, the he's the friends of the, the kind of the Orange kids. Yeah. Ulbrich um, screaming no blasters at anybody. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just you know, if you're gonna punch me, uh, don't punch me in the face. Right. <laughs> You know, that kind of thing. Um, but they just keep calling him the bearded man, the bearded man. He lit from below by the portable light. He looked kindly and not at all fatigued by whatever he had just done. <laughs> but, um, Ulbricht's a bit paranoid and he doesn't trust kind of droids. <laughs> he actually accuses the bartender of being a droid, which is always kind of good fun yeah and um, it's like that's something that i actually kind of expected to bring come up a little more often throughout the book because like mm. it makes sense like you know as like these rural types like aren't going to trust the droids that are coming to take their jobs but it only comes up like <laughs> once or twice throughout the book yeah um that's i mean there's going to be stuff that comes up but um um i the book itself is about 400 and 400 just over 400 pages long mm-hmm 
and I think it could have easily been another a hundred pages on top of that. Oh um, yeah, I totally. There's agree. a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of fat cut out of this, I think, and there's a lot of I potentially reckon there was maybe a lot of good, better character development. Yeah, and I, I think that like they could have just gone on for pages and pages with some of the banter that they just managed to somehow restrain yeah. themselves to cut down to just just a couple of lines. Yeah, yeah, and then afterwards we get Ulbrich just saying, "People are just no good." <laughs> <laughs> then he went to sleep, <laughs> and then he went to sleep. <laughs> he just did that stuff. He's just passing out. It's yeah. obviously I like it how the fact that it's kind of written from his point of view as in as not as he's the drunk and that's what you would say if right. you like to drink you know what i mean what did you do i he collapsed on the floor he says no i just went for a sleep i like the carpet yeah carpet's nice i, li- I like to sleep in the bathroom underneath the toilet <laughs> yeah it's where it's where my tears can just flow down the drain um, <laughs> But yeah, so, so after <clears throat> after that we get uh the first uh we there are these uh throughout the book there are multiple times where we get like these meditation uh yeah. par- passages yeah. where uh Ben is like trying to talk to Qui-Gon uh do you know <laughs> after- Qui-Gon's not you don't know if Qui-Gon's listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he, he he says later on that he's pretty sure that Qui-Gon isn't listening even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's kind of like, you know, I know you were booked in like the I know you're booked in the first film, Liam, but for goodness sake, <laughs> I know I know you got your money in that, and you disappeared, and you didn't come back, and you did a couple of voiceovers in like uh, a couple of the other films. But for goodness sake, please answer me. <laughs> but yeah, so they so so we th- these meditation passages are more or less just like we're going to get some uh, yeah. some insight into yeah. like bit what's been that Ben is thinking throughout the book. Yeah, it's kind of like ex, it's exposition because it's yeah. obviously the way it's written um, and because Ben doesn't express himself in his character he expresses himself a little bit more in his actions but he's very, very subdued all the way through the book in terms of how he deals with other characters and stuff like that until it comes up to the the action thing. He's a man of action and he doesn't really kind of express exactly how he's feeling. But the, yeah. I think this is a needs to be that you have to have things like this where he actually says what he's worried about, what he's thinking about doing. It kind of, and I also think it kind of, it needs to add a little bit of fat because this is, this is directly after obviously the third movie. Yes. Or it's within a couple of, um, it's within a short space of time after the third movie, basically. Yeah. Um, as I say, the first line is just the package is delivered, so that'll be the good old, the good old um, blonde-haired warrior, Mister Mister um, Skywalker. <laughs> that that <laughs> would be him. His aunt and uncle, <laughs> you know. Um, but these these are kind of useful because it kind of it doesn't go ahead and ruin the plot or ruin the plans, but it does kind of tell you what he's thinking because everybody else in the book generally, um, you know, they're people of the land. <laughs> they yeah. kind of just say what they're thinking. <laughs> which is kind of, which, which is I think is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. Like that we get um, that. And then after this, so he's uh, he's fine and he's settled and he's obviously talking about um, what he was going to be doing. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to be sitting here alone with nothing but my regrets. <laughs> if only there were a place to hide from those. <laughs> and he's just, you're just like. 
All right, Ben. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's they, a little melodramatic here. <laughs> it is. It's beautifully me- melodramatic, but um, I don't know. And watching the films again, I realised that Ewan McGregor is the person that's kind of moulded or has moulded what my sons think of Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. is, as a character and not what Alec Guinness brought to the table. Because yeah. if, you, if you look at the timeline, it's like Ben kind of knew them for about eight hours. <laughs> right. You know, it's like it's like you going for a, going to a convention and hang ending up hanging out with somebody for a day, <laughs> and then never seeing them again. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you, you would say that you knew that person, but not that they were your friend. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, so it's just some kind of you know cookie old wizard that we kind of bumped into. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it kind of gets into the bit where. This is where the rug was completely and utterly pulled out from under my feet because I was expecting it to be, okay, he set the pace here with a nice little bar fight. Is it going to be a proper kind of Western Western where he's like the man with no name kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, And it slows it right down. Yeah, and then like for several chapters now it is, oh, yeah. it is pretty, pretty plotting. <laughs> it's like, how do you how do you describe it? Um, it takes its time in building up towards any type of action whatsoever, and the the um the action comes in very very short bursts, and then everybody stands around and has a think about it <laughs> for a long time before they mm-hmm. do anything else. But it's kind of written to describe how life is at um, Danner's claim, which is where kind of everybody everybody is. So um. We kind of, after, um, yeah, after kind of like, um, after we then cut into um, this, we then cut into the, um, the the kind of the myth about the the sons on Tatooine, the, about the Sand People. Yeah, which yeah. I really like this. I thought this was really cool. I. S- this is what I guess, you know, and we'll go into this more, but this is kind of one of the things that I like about this book, is I like that he's taken kind of like a basically um, creatures that were kind of put at the side and shown to be kind of, they've got one kind of major scene in the entire kind of set of films, really, and um, he's expanded on them to almost give them their own little universe, and I really, really like this kind of mm-hmm. whole story about the kind of the sons themselves being, was it the they were like um, brother. They were brothers, weren't they? Yeah, and it, 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 this will come up again later in the book. But like, I really like this line: uh, "Brothers they were until the younger son showed his true face to the tribe. It was a sin. The elder son attempted to kill his brother, as was only proper, but he failed. Yeah. And that's just yeah. like that is very cool. <laughs> like, I really like that he took like that that uh, John Jackson Miller managed to take like these. And th- as far as I can think, like this is the only time that we really get like in the whole expanded universe that like we really get a lot of time with the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. And like, I really like that he took like, what is this more or less just like racist stereotype and like gave them a real culture. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, and the, the fact that this, what they've been doing, they've been doing for years and there's a reason they're, they're actual, what they do is steeped in kind of tradition. Yeah. And it's not uh, just chaos. They're actually yeah. doing things for a reason. There's the whole, we're the indigenous tribe. And then all of a sudden these, uh, these other people came along and they do all these strange things and pull water out of the air and things like that. Um, 
and and, and kind of like and then they attack us and things like that so it's, it's kind of it is the kind of the typical kind of indigenous population yeah. kind of having to deal with kind of like somebody that's coming in with kind of superior technology and an ability to make your kind of way of life kind of extinct which is always which that's quite highbrow but it's true because that's the way that um, that is the way that Miller kind of Miller kind of writes it. So we've got this nice. You have got this nice piece about um, the sand people basically coming and you know coming into their own that they were condemned, um, always walking with the twin shadows of sacrilege and failure beside them. They would hide their faces, they would fight, they would raid, and they would run. So it kind of lines up, kind of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I really like the way that the same people are categorized in this, or like are yes. uh, characterized rather in this. Yes. Book. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we uh, we actually get to meet one of the one of the Tuscan Raiders, uh, Ayark or Ayark, however we want to pronounce that. Uh, no who idea. Is, who is a war leader of <laughs> yes. the? And it, it, it was really annoying typing these notes, typing the word Ayark in so, so many times <laughs> because there's a, an apostrophe in it. I, saw, I know. <laughs> I know. I would have just what well, I would have. I would have just typed it in once and then done Control Find and Replace. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I probably should have done that. No, I didn't. I didn't want to say because I looked at you. Because this is the best thing about these notes documents is you can actually see you somebody typing typing away. Them. <laughs> you can see you watching it typing like seven times the same time and constantly deleting it. Because like they just put the apostrophe in Brian, it'll be fine. <laughs> So um, we have, first of all, we have this um, Aark who is charging and leading an attack um, against this this old father, um, and and it's pretty brutal. I mean, yeah. you know, they yeah, charge it's, it's, down, it's pretty violent. Start, you know, yeah. I mean, it's kind of it. I guess it, it's first of all, it's, it lives up to the stereotype that you know the Tuscan Raiders. You know when they attack um, when they attack Luke on Tatooine, kind yeah, of thing. yeah, sure. Um, and then he's trying to repeat the oh, they, and and it gives you the actual reason why they're called um, why they're called Tuscans as well. Yeah, because they had attacked a fort, uh, the Fort yeah. Tuscan, years years yeah. ago. Does it actually say what they call themselves? Do they just call themselves the Sand People? No, I, th- I think they do call themselves Tusken Raiders. Like I think they took that name on because there's yeah. that there's that scene later on where Aark talks about how uh, it it is disgusting when the settlers like call them Tuscans. Like they don't like being talk- called Tuscans by the settlers because that's their no. name for themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's actually right here. Yeah. Uh, but Iark couldn't stand to hear the proud name in the mouths of the appalling creatures, and few were as ugly as the bloody settler now writhing on the sand. It's pretty grim stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you kinda like but the actions in you kinda oh this is you know, it's kind of interesting to have it at the point of view from a from a from a Tuscan raider though. Yeah, um, it's very interesting because like I I spent this whole book, like I it, this is something that I've I've done in the past, but like I've really started thinking about like since uh since Rogue One came out. As I've started thinking about these books, like as like what would this be like in a if it was a Star Wars movie instead of just yeah. a book? Yeah. Um and I really like I, I kinda went back and forth on whether or not I felt like this book would be a good movie because like there are these like big action scenes that like you would get, but you're also like spending a lot of time just like with two characters talking. And that's fine for yeah. a movie, but it would be the least Star Warsy Star Wars movie I think that we would that we would ever see. There's not really any kind of, I mean, you know, 
jumping ahead and the the action doesn't really kick in until probably from halfway through the book the book forward. Yeah, we have um, we have this attack on the settlement and then from yeah. from here out it's just like just slow burn until we get to to the building for the final for the yeah. final action. And as I say, it took me two weeks to kind of read the first <laughs> half of the book, just because I was just like this. Yeah, which is, I, Brian, I totally understand that. You suggested this book, and you suggested it as some kind of torture, or some kind of revenge. Because <laughs> this has taken a hell of a long time to get through. Um, but it, that's because it's a typical slow western type yeah. style book, where you... You he, Miller doesn't go through massive paragraphs away from the action or as a little aside um, to explain somebody's motivations and the reason they're there and any thoughts that have happened. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is what makes me think that there was, there's potentially a bigger, there is a bigger version of this book out there that goes into a lot more detail, maybe about the characters. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of characters in here that you just feel they kind of get half fleshed out, but then you you never really find out what their actual story is. Yeah, I, I really feel like at the end at the end of the day, like this this book is the story of Aark, Orin, Annaline, and Ben. Yeah, like uh, th- those are the four major characters, and everyone else is kind of irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, they just you know they just help the others with their motivations and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean that's. You know, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, which, which <laughs> is fine. Fact. I mean, it's fine to have main characters in your book, but yeah, definitely. Like you could see, like getting like more, more exposition on like Ulbrecht or more ex- exposition on Lily or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. It would have been. Um, I think there's the guy in the chair. Was it Dolmer or something like that? <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the 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 Rodian that just sits in the chair and looks <laughs> at his coffee every day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to know. I'd like to at some point for him to like kind of have a moment where he just turns around and, and says something that blows everybody's mind. <laughs> just some like a grand uh, like vision you know, of what's going on. Yeah, he, he has the perfect out. perspective. <laughs> yeah, he he just comes out and says, "You know, there's an exhaust port on that Death Star." I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, that would be. That and would then be he goes ideal. back to he goes back to stare at his coffee again, <laughs> and just everybody ignores him because they're all like, "What the fuck uh, yeah. is a Death Star?" Uh, exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> Death Star. So let's uh let let's burn through some of this real quick. Um, yeah. So we uh we, as we said we meet Iark uh, and uh they are attack the Tuscans are attacking the settlement um and then they hear a crate dragon noise which if you remember from from A New Hope is the noise that oh, yeah. uh, Ben makes when he scares off the sand people that are attacking uh, Luke. Does it depend which version you're listening to? Because uh, on the, on one, it was a completely different version from the, the new version, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not sure it matters, yeah. though. Nah. <laughs> it's all the same. I didn't even... I thought it was... I was always providing... I was always pronouncing it a crate. <laughs> crate dragon. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Crate dragon. It could be Crate Dragon. It could yeah. be Cryat. Cryat. I mean, yeah, it, sure. it could be anything. But uh, Iart quickly recognizes that the the sound is mechanical and tries to rally the war party, but they basically don't listen. And this is when we meet Orin, because uh, he and his band of uh, defenders show up and chase the Tuscans off. 
when you first read when you first read Orem, what did you think? Like about the character himself yeah. or about the name? What what um, kind of voice popped? What kind of description of well, what kind of voice popped into your head? Uh, okay, so <laughs> I the, what what popped into my head was like a big burly guy with a mustache. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you're right there with me. Good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he, big, he just, that's just, like, what he feels like, and he probably has, he probably has a cowboy hat on, let's be honest. Kind of, yeah, kind of, de- you know, kind of, not, not horrific looking, not an yeah. ugly guy, a decent kind of looking, handsome-ish type guy, but... Like a, like a Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that, kind of <laughs> suave and sophisticated, kind of like, he's the man about town, he's a sales guy, because he's got the charm. Yeah. However... <laughs> However, to me, he had the voice of Lotso out of Toy Story 3. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Either that or the mayor that's in Rango. Which I I haven't seen Rango, actually. You you brought that up earlier, but I've heard it's great. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, it's just... If you watch Rango, you'll probably... This is what I thought. Because the pace was so slow, it kind of brought to me kind of Rango. It was like, Rango is about... Um, Johnny Depp as a chameleon ending up in this kind of western based town where the main thing that they're trying to farm is water because the town's okay. running out of water you see so there's this and basically they were trying to um, find out why the water was all kind of disappearing but yeah. in the middle of it you had this kind of the mayor of the town who also sounded, I don't know if it's voiced by the same guy that did Lotso but it was kind of like, now you're around here, Sheriff, and we're going to help you out. <laughs> yeah. And he's that kind of friendly, hey, Annaline, how are you doing? <laughs> that kind of, that's the kind of the voice that I had kind of playing all the way through, and that just stuck with me. Yeah. So I was just wondering if he maybe smelled of strawberries. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, like the, just like the bear. But no, you know, Oren is obviously, he's the big... He's the big cheese in the town. He um, he has offices. He runs the um, something called the Call. Yeah, the um, Settlers Call. The Settlers Call, um, which is it's essentially it's like an early, it's an alarm system which yeah. um, is there to protect people from kind of like the, when the Tuscans raid. So what mm-hmm. happens is people that have bought into the Call or bought in to be part of the team or part of the group. If the Tuscans attack their farm, then they sound the alarm, and then basically a team will go out and will chase the Tuscans away, and also in some cases go and get um, do like a revenge attack. Yeah. Which uh, which yeah. which which is pretty important later on. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um. But he's got this thing about um, Aark, which he calls Plug Eye, because I think one of the things we didn't say was that Plug Eye has only got one eye. Yeah, Pl- Plug Eye <laughs> has like a weird gym in one of one of their yeah, eye stops. Like some kind of ruby or something yeah. like that kind of going on, which gets kind of mentioned once or twice, then forgotten about, then kind of mentioned <laughs> again. <laughs> and it's like, well, how do you, how do you shoot stuff with no depth perception? Yeah, it seems like it would just, be pretty difficult. I mean, kinda, the, the Tuscans you... mostly use their. They're gatter fee sticks, so I guess yeah. that's fine. Yeah, and that's <laughs> another one. Was it a yeah, gatter fee, gadar- <laughs> Because uh, a Gaddafi stick. Yeah. <laughs> then I realised that was. You know, <laughs> that's maybe not great. <laughs> that's maybe not great. That's maybe not the right thing to call it. You know, that was a bit. But then, you got to understand that when I grew up, 
in a bit of my history with Star Wars, you know, I was born in 74, so Star Wars came out in 77. Yeah. Empire came out in 1980, and then Jedi came out in 1983, so I was ripe for this, all this coming out. So all the names <laughs> that stuck with me when I was a child have stuck with me all through my life. So for ages, I was calling the um, the Gamorian guards. Yeah. I was calling them the Gamorine <laughs> Because it was one of these things that, you know, Lucas would punt out the toys, but you would never, he would punt out the toys and he would never ever actually say what they were, what they were actually called or how you actually pronounced the name. Right, you would so just it see it on until... the package of the action figure that you bought. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, this so, is my Gamorine guard. This is my Gamorine guard because it's like Gammon. <laughs> It's a pig guard, so yeah. of course it's going to be pronounced, you know, gamarine, because <laughs> that sounds like gammon. Bacon. Do you smell bacon? <laughs> um, and that's how that kind of went, until some smart ass came along and went, it's Gamorian. Schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, alright then, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so so after after uh, Oren chases the Tuscans off, we, we move on to uh, some some cleanup, and then we move on to Danner's claim, which is going yeah. to be the backdrop for most of this story. Yes, yes. Uh, and then um, we get to meet we get to meet Annaline here, who is uh, yeah. the best character in the book, I would say. Yes, uh, and she's, <clears throat> yeah, she's she's really great, and uh, she's very funny throughout. Like, I really like the way she, that she was written. Yeah, yeah, she's kind of like um, she's a strong character. But they don't do the old, or they don't seem to lie in the, or rely on the old trope that she is a strong woman because she's brought up two kids. Right. It's like it's her entire actions. I mean, usually in these things they say, "Well, you know, she's a very strong character because she brought up two kids by herself." <laughs> it's like you know that um, you know that Danner's not there, but it's never. It's kind of like, well, she's just you know she's pretty much her own boss. She's you know pretty fierce she knows what she's kind of knows what she's doing and she's having to deal with two rather um energetic kids but yeah, they never as well play as it and say, everybody oh. that comes into the yeah. claim every day yeah <laughs> especially who's it what's the, what's the name of the old the old oh this woman? this this old lady herbally napty <laughs> herbally napty <laughs> who's she's was it she's from clatu or something like that? yeah so clatuinian or something yeah Clat- clatuvian or clatuinian <laughs> Hello, dear. Do you work here? <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> this like, this first interaction yes. is just so funny to me. And you can uh, just imagine this is something that's happened for years and years and years, and it's just it kind of um, <clears throat> it's kind of a an example of when he Miller is bringing in characters to flesh out um, Danner's claim as opposed to fleshing out the other characters in the book. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of you know it makes it kind of kind of um, kind of interesting. You just you kind of turns Danner's claim into kind of like a, a living, kind of breathing place yeah. instead of here is a character coming in and oh look <laughs> they have a big bag of exposition. Right. <laughs> Why don't yeah, you it's put like, your exposition it, on the counter? <laughs> every time we see uh, the claim itself, like there's you, you know there's gonna be something interesting happening there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not yeah. just like. It's not. It's not about the characters that come in there. It's about what happens at the claim itself. Yeah, yeah, and you can tell it's a kind of a. It's a kind of hub. It's the general store. It's, it's the general store. It's the saloon, 
yeah. where you know you would expect them to be kind of like um, piano music playing in the background. It's where Orin has his office. It's kind of like a central, a central hub. Um, yeah. Her husband was killed by in a Tuscan raider attack, wasn't Danner? Was. Yeah, yeah. We 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 learned that later on that he was yeah. killed by Tuscans because uh, the the anniversary of that day comes up and things happen yeah. that day too. Yeah, yeah. And then we meet, as I say, we meet the kind of the first. We meet um, was it Lily? Yeah. Um, who I. I actually so this is a, this is a funny thing. I I looked up Zeltrons because I spent this whole book not knowing what they looked like. Uh, I, I I was wasn't going to because I okay. So, so you you haven't looked them up. I might just do. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you I'm gonna send you this link, Richard, because it is uh, hilarious. Here we go. This is magic going on go. right now. Yeah, this is this is some good podcasting. Here we go. Okay, um, guys, I'm just going to the Skype window. <laughs> and I'm just I'm clicking on the the now bright orange comment box, and now we're clicking on the link, and that's Zeltron in the Wikipedia, and it's coming up, and that's uh... <laughs> they are just sexy pink ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I like I I spent the oh, whole the book like not really going. caring that she was a Zeltron, and then I was just like while I was taking notes, I was just like I I don't even know what a Zeltron is. Let me go look one up. <laughs> I'm just gonna have a look just now, and she's got a pitch. Yeah, she is just completely kind of. <laughs> she's got curves in all the rat places. Yep, she is just a sexy pink lady. <laughs> <laughs> Which which they do they they don't like come out and straight out and say it but they imply that Lily is very attractive as well yeah that's all the, all the way through <laughs> they all produce potent femorons oh yeah pheromones femorons femorons close enough femorons pheromones pheromones <laughs> um they imply that um she is a she's a woman of craft yeah she's an artist she's I'm an artist I'm an artist. <laughs> Um, she's a woman of craft, and um, she is always sending stuff out to her clients. She does like um, figurines and stuff like that, and they drop in. Was it they drop in the fact that most <laughs> many of her, of her clients, clients are, are like, ex boyfriends? Ex boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine they're just saying, "I'll buy a piece for you. Any chance of dinner on Tuesday?" No. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to see you again. Um, <laughs> So that's kind of good fun. Yeah, and she so, is always and it seems to kind of like be teasing. Um, she teases Annaline quite a lot about yeah, stuff. Yeah, she spends a lot of time giving her crap. But then she's kind of like the first of these characters that you never really find out a massive amount of her mm-hmm. kind of backstory. She's just there to say, well, I'm I'm here just to, to have a little chat and maybe fill out a little bit more of her, fill out a little bit more of her character, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I would. Yeah. This is she's actually one of the characters I would like to see. Like, I would like to read a book about like just Annalene and Lily hanging out. <laughs> I, like, I, I think that would, would be a good book. <laughs> oh dear, the comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so we can look at some Why sexy not? Zeltrons while we're, oh, while we're reading. <laughs> oh dear, let's, so, let's pull this back. So we get um, we, we obviously we get the history of Danner's claim. Yeah, where I jumped ahead. Yeah, Annalene kind of talks about, like, just, like, in her head, just exposition, exposition, thinking about how, 
you know, Danner had set up the claim uh, to yeah. be this hub for everyone, everyone in the area. Yeah, and it's you know, it's, like, it's it's fine. It's like, whatever. It's it's yeah, it's, it's a good just, store. Yeah, here you go. It's a bit a bit of back thing. Danner, obviously, yeah. man with a heart of gold. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for, um, for, from everything that they, everything that gets talked about, Danner, he seems like he was just like the greatest dude. Yeah, he just, you know, it was an actual shock when, he, you know, he died as well. And mm-hmm. she's been thinking about it ever since. And, uh, yeah, and he, he always he always was good to her. And uh, she was, she originally, they met because she was working at the store at the beginning as, a, as yes. an accountant or something yeah. like that. Before she kind of took over the claim. And then he had these, uh, they had two kids. They had um, Callie and... Callie and J- is it J- Jabe? Jabe. Jabe. <laughs> I really hate this name. <laughs> like, I it's just a bad I name. Can't... Like, it feels weird coming out of my mouth. I kept reading it as Jake. Yeah, yeah. I think that's but yeah. That's... That might be the problem. Well, I keep thinking my... of it as Jake. <laughs> well, that's the name of my son. Oh yeah. So you would so double, I, I, double I read that. My brain, that. you know, when my brain was skimming through it, I kept <laughs> flicking back between then Jabe, Jake. Jake, 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 <laughs> just this, and it's just like, oh, am I reading two different characters here, or is it just because my brain is not concentrating properly? But she um, worries about Jabe hanging out with the, um, hanging around with the Galts. Now, the Galts, the Galts are Oren's kids. Yes. Yeah. So you've got Mullen, who is, um, who's the guy that he is, he um, works with his dad. Um, and then you've got Zika, who is uh, one of a, with Vika, a Vika. Sorry, sorry, she's a twin, or she was a twin because her brother died. Yeah. So she's a bit of a lush. She likes. Yeah, to and drink. she. They, they they also like really like. They, I feel like they spend a lot of time like making it seem like she is very like sexually active as well. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel like that? A, yeah, I kind of. Yeah, she kind of. <laughs> she's always kind of turning up kind of slightly drunk and has brought some kind of random, you know, this is, what's this guy? His name's Jeff. <laughs> and then <laughs> the thing name? that I'm specifically thinking of is later in the book when, uh, when Callie walks into the claim and Vika has like been hitting on Ben and they just like describe how she's like lasciviously oh. has her legs on either side of him. <laughs> and I just like lost my mind when, that, when I read just... that. It was so funny. Just imagine Ben not knowing what to do. Right. I mean, this. I mean, this obviously comes up later in the book, and we'll discuss it there. But you know, level awkward level is like a Defcom two. Oh yeah, <laughs> <that> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this isn't the Ben you're looking for, um, <laughs> or the man. Um, it's all kind of quite uh, quite interesting. Yeah. So she's kind of voices her opinion. Um. It's all very, but ba- it sounds weird. But this book is all very kind of back and forward chat. There's yeah. not very many kind of um, <clears throat> inner thoughts or little soliloquies or massive amounts of uh, exposition that get fired out kind of time and time again. Uh, can you do get kind of like people thinking? But it's all kind of you find out more about people based on the conversations and the mm-hmm. way they interact with people. Rather than somebody going sitting down, going, "I'm so happy today." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, when 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 I was reading this book, and then again when I was taking notes, uh, I was a little worried about like how we were going to cover this because like we can't just like read out a bunch of conversations <laughs> that people have. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
and like a lot of this book is just people having conversations but i you it know is, i think it's yeah. i think it's mostly fine it's kind of like is the slow play is the slow paced kind of western yeah where you kind of um you're there miller's ask asking you to form allegiances with certain people in the story um by letting them having conversations with other people mm-hmm. he does in my mind he does a good job with Oren. Because you kind of, I kind of labelled him straight away as the lots of loving water, <laughs> water bear, <laughs> who's obviously he's dodgy. I was like that. I kind of yeah. looked at him and went, yeah, he's dodgy. Yeah, pretty pretty early on, you kind of get <laughs> the dodgy. get get the the feeling that he's kind of a shithead. Yeah, it's like I, I know he's dodgy. I just don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how you're dodgy. How are yeah. you dodgy? And so we will find that out later on in the book. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so. So this this whole chapter is just basically like a bunch of like uh, Annie yelling at Orin and Jay before going out uh, with the posse uh, to fight the Tuscans. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I really liked this line: uh, Annie yelling at at Orin. I'm telling you for the last time, Orin. If you ever let Jabe go out on one of your posse's again, you better wrap your head in bandages and stay with the Tuscans. Which is funny for two <laughs> reasons. Uh, one is that it's some really nice foreshadowing. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's um, it's it just again shows this kind of like I'm independent and strong yeah. because of me and not because of anything else. Right. But then there's this nice line where it turns out that um, Callie for some reason is quite annoyed <laughs> that she jumps on um, a dewback. And... Yeah, she jumps on this dewback snit, which was I like that name snit. <laughs> a snit. <laughs> um, and she just runs off. Yeah. She's away and she's gone. And I kind of read this and went, okay, this is um, Clara Clayton in Back to the Future 3. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> very, very good comparison. This is, this is how we, um, this is how we bring, um, this is how we bring Doc Brown and Marty McFly <laughs> into the picture. Yep. But, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we actually, we, we, we step away from that for a minute uh, and we, we get some more Tuscan stuff, which I think is yes. th- this is really interesting. Like we get we get this this one line that is that is like kind of a refrain for the Tuscans throughout, where uh, Iark is trying to help an injured Tuscan, but like and, and he has like some kind of grenade shrapnel in his arm, uh, mm-hmm. but she can't she can't oh, whoops shouldn't have said she, uh, but Iark can't uh, <laughs> get the shrapnel out of the Tuscan's arm, uh, so his arm is useless, and so yeah. she. I keep saying it. Uh, Iark decides to just kill uh, the Tuscan because, quote, whoever has two hands can hold a gatter fee, which they kind um, of like bring that yeah. up multiple times throughout the uh, throughout the book. And I really like that line as a like, you know, basically just like y- if you pull your weight, you're you're welcome here, more or less. Yeah, pretty much as a, you, you know, you're not a Tuscan if you can't. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, you know, exactly. If you, Which you I really know, like. You're, you're going to be quite useless, useless to us, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, as I say, it's quite... Um, yeah, the warrior, st- the warrior stared at his weapon but did not question his duty kind of thing. So yeah. I, basically, right. they, I mean, my impression was they killed him. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, that, 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 is, that is how I read it as well. Yeah, and I think yeah. that is absolutely what happened. Um, so then, uh, then a youngling comes running up, a Tuscan youngling comes up running up and tells Iark that, uh, they've seen someone riding an animal through the dunes. And so Iark goes out to investigate and 
plans to kill whoever it is because they are in Tuscan lands. Yes. Uh, yes. So then, then, then we get a smash cut to Callie riding on Snit and falling off while Annie is chasing after her. Yes. Um, um, she's chasing on her, she's on her land speeder. Uh, she's no, she's on she's on a dewback as well. Oh, so she is. No, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It actually says our land speeder would have been faster, but Callie and Snit had lit off in the direction of the rumbles and the light rocky stretch. Wouldn't have worked. Right. With a land speeder, so she takes off on a dewback at all. So you end up with this chase, and then this is when they say, "Well, it could be bad because the rocks are quite bad." And oh no, look, there's also going to be. Um, they also bring in Sarlax. Yeah, oh no, there might also be Sarlax here. <laughs> there might also be Sarlax here as well. And oh look, there's uh, oh, oh look, there's Imperial forces with their TIE fighters. <laughs> look, sir, <laughs> droids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this is all going to get really, really bad. And then from out of the blue, we get um, we get um, we get Doc Brown. Yeah, we get a no. mysterious another character, <laughs> yeah. Ian, who is yeah. very obviously, you know, Ben Kenobi. Yes, who is coming in to um, after probably telling himself he shouldn't get involved in anything. The first yep. thing he does is he decides get to involved. get himself and get involved <laughs> in a rescue. And it's like, right, well, that this whole kind of promising thing is not really working well for you, Ben, is it? It really <laughs> so doesn't work well for him the entire book. I think. No, no, no I think uh, you know. Um, he's been surrounded by Jedi for so long that when he actually gets out there in the real world, <laughs> I think he, fi- I think that's probably why he ended up as a hermit. Yeah, because <laughs> you know he went, he kind of went right, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he, he, he comes cave. up and uh, the uh, Cal- or Annie is able to jump onto Snit to uh, to push Callie off mm-hmm. to Ben. Uh, ben catches Callie and then the uh, Snit trips. Uh, in a hole and kind of throws Callie or throws Annie off of her, off of its back and it appears as though uh, she it, she is crushed underneath. But um, actually, what 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 we see happen and what is implied to happen, which obviously is what happened, is that Ben used the Force to catch Snit and prevent Annie from being crushed underneath him. I know, which is quite um, which is very very cool, but also obviously leads to this uh, leads to this next bit. Which yeah. is, um, you know, you get this whole kind of um, A arc sees this and uh, and says, "Oh, look, there's a there's a there's a bit of magic going on here." Once she mm-hmm. calls him, but it's a sky, is a sky shaper or something. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what they that's what they end up calling uh, Annie. They think that Annie has yeah. the magic because <laughs> li- quote living force. beings only help themselves, which is yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Oh, sure. I like that. Yeah, like why, yeah. why 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 would another being save someone else because that is a cool Tuscan thing. <laughs> and then we um we then cut to um then we kind of cut to Ben going back doing some more meditation. Yeah. And this time he decides well <laughs> he decides to start talking because he thinks Qui-Gon's going <laughs> to hear him better that way. Instead. <laughs> This was this was so obviously set up for someone to end up hearing him. I know. I just couldn't take it seriously. I just like that. This isn't working. I'm well, going you, to you try. Can't, you're not responding to me when I think to you, so obviously I'm just going to start talking aloud. Exactly. I'm going outside to get a better signal. <laughs> Can you hear me now? 
<laughs> you just imagine the number of times he's probably tried. He's tried sitting down first of all, and then he's ended up kind of like on one leg with it kind of slightly waving in the air. <laughs> yep. Kind of waving his lightsaber above his head like this, going, <laughs> "Right, I think I heard. <laughs> I think I heard something." Guy gone, is that you? He hears. Oh, he hears. He's <laughs> like, oh dear. <laughs> Oh dear, that wasn't from the other side. Nope. Oh, that was from the dark side of the force. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> he starts wafting his curtain open on his door. Saying, <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I must get some better supplies. So that's yeah. what it was all about. He was just having a bad diet, which is why he went back to Danner's claim. Yeah, more or less. So yeah, so he's, just... he, he spent some time being concerned about getting too close to the locals here. Which yeah. uh, he immediately then just gets close to the locals. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Great job, Ben. I'm going to definitely do something I promised myself not to do by going out and doing even more of what I promised myself not to do. <laughs> so we uh, we we get back to uh, Danner's claim, and this is where we meet Glomer for the first time, who is the mechanic yeah. uh, for for the claim, yeah. uh, who has fixed Dan or fixed Orin's speeder from uh, was it was it Vika crashing it earlier? Yeah. I can't yeah. remember, but, uh, so yeah, so, so he has fixed Orange Speeder, and, uh, so we, th- th- I think this, this scene is more or less just to introduce us to Glomer so that he can be mildly important later. Yeah, he can just be there. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't, you don't kind of, I think the issue is, um, is that when you're introducing characters in the Star Wars universe, and you just say, oh, he's a Dactarian, and you're just like, oh, I've got to go yeah. look that up now. Right, like, what is a Zeltron? <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that's a Zeltron. Oh, oh it's a sexy the... pink lady. <laughs> it's like, what's the, it's the woman that's picked the wrong self-tanning stick, and, you know, <laughs> she went into the tanning cab and she selected 11 by accident. Yeah, and which she you should have selected she 7. <laughs> Zeltrons are just Scottish women when their son that's come out. <laughs> Because in, cause, cause in Scotland, we, 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 are, we start off blue, and then we go to white, and then when there's enough um, when there's enough sun, we all go out and get burned, and yeah. we just all end up bright pink. Right. So she's probably not a Zeltron, she's probably yeah, she's just... she's Scottish. From, she's just Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> so if you give her a Scottish accent, that puts a whole different kind of twist on things. Yeah, that's, I, 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 think I'll, I think I'll be thinking of her with a Scottish accent from now on. There you go. That's it. <laughs> So, so yeah, we get ahead. um, we get um, Oren saying that he thinks Tatooine is like the land of opportunity. Him doing his kind of, I'm big and important in this town. I've got a lot. I've kind of got a lot to say and a lot to offer. Yeah. Um, and Callie's obviously now, she's um, she's now got a little bit of puppy love. For Mr. Kenobi. Yeah, which she, which she definitely her. displays for the rest of the book. And it's very I cute. I think I, I think it's really... I, it works really well. It's like she she's never seen... Never really met anyone from Off-World. And then the first thing that he does no. is save her life. Like, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. It's, pre- it's pretty, pretty cute cool. that she's, like, super into him from then on. And she's never she's never the one that kind of doubts him. She never right. seems to doubt him all the way through. She's kind of always in his corner, no matter yeah. kind of what happens. Yeah, even obviously... even when everyone else is kind of like not doesn't trust yeah. him or whatever. Like he, well, she's her totally brother, missing. for instance, yeah. Mister Jacob, Jacob, yeah, Jacob, Jacob, when he's like, I hate him because he's got a magnificent beard. Um... <laughs> But yeah, but then we get um, 
Um, yeah, Oren saying he says um, I'm gonna. He's talking about more subscriptions for the call. Yeah, because he's basically just that, got this yeah. fund that, like, yeah. you sign up for the settlers' call that we talked yeah. about earlier, and you pay a certain amount of money each each month or whatever, however however they end up doing it, to basically have your your place protected. It's like a Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can subscribe Basically. to the Settlers Call at patreon.com slash settlers call. <laughs> and if you pay us if you pay us um fifty credits a month <laughs> then you get two land speeders and you get an early shout out on the Settlers Call podcast with me. <laughs> or in gold. Yes. If you pay two hundred credits a month, you get mentioned in the monthly newsletter and we get three people coming out and you get your own choice of Tuscan uh, Gaddafi sticks whenever we do a raid. <laughs> yep, that's perfect. That's just that's what it is. Yeah. So uh, so so Oren goes off on his on his subscription drive and then he yes. calls Annie. Uh, this is I think this is the first mention of the uh, the red comlink that uh, Annie and Oren have that are basically just a secured connection between just the two of them. Yeah. Uh, so he he calls her to tell her that she's going to have a visitor. And she mm-hmm. thinks it's Ben initially, but then he's like, nope, that's not who it is. And then so it, she... ter- it ends up being some Jawas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a, Which what, is fantastic. Yeah, what, what a way worse visitor to have. I know, it's so funny though. <laughs> but then it kind of makes you wonder um, if there is a bit of sweetness going on between Oren and Annaline. Yeah, and it, they, they, they kind of like <clears throat> they kind of like make you think that throughout the book. A little yeah. bit, like maybe there play- had been something in the past at the very least. And they do a good job of not playing Oren to be the typical stereotypical kind of businessman douchebag. Mm-hmm. You know, he is obviously he cares a lot for he does care a lot for Annaline. You can tell that through yeah. the kind of the book. He's doing the best what he can in order to make his life as good as he can. Um, and he has obviously he he's considering her as well because. They're all part of the same business and all part of the same same kind of money. So you wonder, it's like, all right, okay, they've got a nice little separate little communication going on. I wonder what's going on with us. Yeah, and I mean, they, they are more or less just like the same family, and that's like that has gone all the way back, like to where Oren and Danar were best friends, you know, before yeah. Danar died. Yeah, there's nothing malicious about it as well. Right, you kind of get that. Well, you kind of get that Oren does genuinely. There is a there is a kind of line of kind of undercurrent of caring that's coming from mm-hmm. that's coming from him kind of you know he and and then he says yeah exactly and then he says uh, yeah by the way you're gonna you're gonna get yourself a visitor <laughs> so yeah and, so the, uh, the the Jawas come in and like this is we we see basically that like Annie is protecting her business here yes um, she uh a, a bunch of the a bunch of the customers like go out and like crowd around the Jawas because they know that they have cheaper prices than Annie would have. Yes. Um, and so she, uh, she kind of, kind of comes out and just like asserts her claim to her business. And basically like she, she and the, the Caldwell kids, uh, Jabe and, and Callie come out with guns, guns. and basically just threaten the customers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which you is tell pretty everybody cool. To get back in the shop and they say to them, you know, everybody in the shop. What I like about this is unlike, um, okay. And let's call like, say the force awakens. Yeah. Unlike that, where you feel you get callbacks in there for the sake of getting callbacks, what they're explaining here is, well, this is what 
it kind of fits in perfectly. This is what Jawas do. Yeah. They come along. They're going from place to place. They're flogging stuff that they found. And she even says something along the lines that um, she, like, um, it was, like, the third time she'd seen, like, a certain kind of piece of electrical equipment. Yeah, like yeah, a, that they've just come friend, around with the same. And just, they have, like, stuff say, that she had sold to them previously. Yeah, she'd, like, sold it, like, three times to, like, the same person <laughs> or something like that. And she's like, I'm sure I've seen that a couple of times. But she's like, right, everybody get in the shop. Um get in the shop now and she forces them in the shop and then she goes ahead and says she's going to be dealing with the, the Jawas and the only person that she she trusts to be able to go and deal with the Jawas herself is like Glomer yeah. because when he says like times are hard and he's gone out and got stuff cheap and kind of kind of fixed it up himself so it shows that she, you know it's a nice little kind of I'm in business with everybody mm-hmm. but I'm kind of helping helping kind of Glomer out as well which is quite cool yeah um, but then you obviously you get the first, you get the first sign of the. Um, you can tell why the um, Annaline doesn't like Jabe hanging out with um, the Galts. Yeah, man, well, Vika because... is a real shithead. I really don't like her. <laughs> She's uh, kind of like um, she is the kind of like completely off the rails, but Oren doesn't seem to really care. About yeah. I don't you even know. know if it's so much that he doesn't care as just like he knows he can't control her. Yeah, I mean she's uh, she um, she's a she's obviously a drunk, mm-hmm. um, or she likes to drink at least. She, uh, as we said, she potentially um, is a bit footloose and fancy free. Yeah, <laughs> with where she wakes up in the morning, kind of thing. Um, Which, like, no judgment, but like that is definitely how it is. Comes that's off. definitely how. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. We're, yeah, I'm just we're, not, saying, we're not here to judge. I'm not judging. <laughs> and she's a fictitious character. So, right. You know, that's so we can judge been. her if we want to. <laughs> yeah. So that's how she's been written, you know. Um, and she's been there to obviously kind of give a reaction. But her and Jabe are tormenting a, a Jabba. Yeah. It's like, um, it's, it, it's not just those two. It's, it's like a whole group of the of yeah. the posse that are yeah. just like kind of, they're kind of playing like hot potato with the Jawa. And they're Chuck- like, Chuck- they're, they're like chanting like what? Drop the Jawa by the drinks or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, they're just like throwing about. And then all of a sudden, uh, Ben shows Mister, up. <laughs> Mister, I'm not going to get involved. I mean, turns up on the Jawa happy bus. Yeah, which he he you know he has a reason to be there. He actually did want to come and shop. He just needs yeah. things for his home. You yeah, know, and yeah. so so we get this we get this scene of like Callie seeing him and just like losing her mind that he's there. <laughs> uh, he's like, "What are you getting here?" He says, "I need some blankets and some scotch tape because if you know if you've ever moved into a new apartment, a good roll of sellotape." Yeah, it's very important. It's a, it's a very important thing to have. Yeah, but Callie's just you know, if it was like a Japanese anime thing, you would get the kind of the. The big kind of love heart eyes. Kind oh of yeah, absolutely. And she'd it's, be it's, waiting... it's definitely senpai notice to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She'd be waving her hands up and down so fast she could probably fly if she wanted to. <laughs> but again, as you said, it's really, really sweet. There's no kind of um... yeah. It's not. It's not like she's like sexually attracted to him because that would yeah. Be weird. No, she's just like you rescued me. That's really. That's really cool. You're kind of really cool. Yeah. I like you. Yeah. Do you want to be my dad? <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> There's yeah. definitely a, a level of of will you be my dad to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then you get this part where, um, obviously, Callie's as you said, mega excited. But then you get the part where, um, for some reason, 
Annie turns, you know, Annie then turns around and says, right, the, the, the embargo on the Jawas is completely off and she lets everybody go out and shop away, you know? Yeah. Which, I you know, can't. that's, that, that was, it makes sense. Like, that, that was too, because everybody was, like, you know, crowding around Ben and stuff and he very clearly is not comfortable with yeah. it. And so she's just, like, doing that as a way to, to get him some alone time away from, yeah. away from the crowd. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Which yeah. is pretty, pretty cool. Um, so then we could jump ahead, chapter nine. Yeah. Um, and we get um, we we start to get more and more interactions between. I mean, this is one of the key things. Is it's kind of like an awkward. Some of the interactions between Ben and Annaline are quite awkward, and there's two reasons for this. The first reason is, I don't think Ben knows how to deal. With a woman who is just not there to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. I I think that it's that he doesn't understand how to deal with like a woman that isn't from like Coruscant, sort of. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or a woman who is a Jedi and is right. also sworn off, kind of like you know, yeah. you know, having a little bit of a having a little bit of a friendly chat that might turn into a friendly flirt. Yeah, and I guess the other side of this is. Uh, you know, he's just been through a hell of a trauma. Yeah, absolutely. Which we kind of forget <laughs> as well. You know, practically, I mean, looking at it, you know, two, three months ago, he was involved in kind of like watching his best mate kind of going around massacring kids and Yeah, and everything burning else to anyway, death so. on, on some yeah. lava. Yeah, so we've got that to contend with. See, so he's got an awful lot of baggage that he's kind of dealing with as well. But it's always interesting to see, to watch the kind of the interplay between him and Annie, because <laughs> he is always trying to put the barriers up, and she's just like going, "What is it?" Yeah, she just like <laughs> what have I done? She, she spends the majority of this book just kind of like prodding at Ben and like trying to get to know him better, <laughs> just, and he's just like know. very like aloof the entire time. I didn't want to talk to you. You can if you want. No. Nope. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't know if it, it's not, it's not so much he doesn't want to talk to her. It's, I don't think he just doesn't know what to say. Yeah, he yeah, he's just he's just very himself. awkward. Uh, but, he's very yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Um, but I mean, we also do get some of that like classic Kenobi witticism um, when uh, Mullen and Vika come into the uh, come into the store and like uh, confront Ben about riding in with the Jawas, and they're like, oh, you know, no decent man would ride in with Jawas. Blah blah blah. Um, and then they, they they like were like making fun of him about like rescuing Callie or whatever. And then um, uh, Vika has this line: "How about it, Benny? You want to save a grown up for a change?" And that was the thing we talked about earlier. And then Ben <laughs> just like kind of like glances at her and is like, "Fine, do tell me when one comes in," <laughs> <laughs> which is great. He just totally is like, "Yeah, you think you're um, you think you're 22, but you're actually you know you're actually 16." Yep. Um, and stop it. <laughs> and you're kind of embarrassing yourself. You're not embarrassing me, you know. Um, no, I'll wait to speak to your mom, your dad, when he turns <laughs> up kind of thing, which is always kind of cool. Yeah, um, so so then we get, like, uh, Callie comes in, and this is when we were talking about Vika, like, <laughs> lasciviously having her legs on either side. I know. It was I very, and she, she's, like, very angry about it, and, like, tries to tries to shock Vika with the cattle prod, <laughs> uh, but misses. I know. And shocks Mullen instead. <laughs> It's just that it's fantastic. That's and so there, there's like a whole big like like argument, like confrontation with with Vika and Mullen, and uh, also Zed shows up here too. Who Zed um, is like turns out to be this kind of like this big huge muscle 
he's supposedly the muscle of the guy. He's like yeah. the guy that's not very clever, but he can lift heavy things yeah, kind of yeah, person. Right. Who has pretty much zero character development in the entire <laughs> book, except he is the guy that, you know, you would probably, if you wanted a new door put in a wall kind of thing, <laughs> you would just ask him to walk through the wall for you. He doesn't like- really say much. I like that. Like his major character development is that he gets addicted to Wookie Wookie pain meds later on. <laughs> He's like, "What's what you on me?" No, 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 no. So, so in the, in all of the commotion, Ben just like grabs some of his stuff and like yeah. leaves some credits on the counters and just like di- he just dips out. He's like, "I'm out of here. I can't deal with this." He's like, "Yep, I'll see you later." And he, yeah, he just goes, he yeah. disappears, and obviously that, um, um, that'll obviously annoys kind of Annie, Annalene a little bit. Yeah. Um, knowing that there's been all this, um, try try to stop him from being a commotion, and then it turns out he's caught right in the middle of it, which mm-hmm. isn't brilliant. Um, but interestingly enough, when we move on to the next chapter, Oren himself is kind of mad. About kind of Vika kind of causing trouble. Yeah. Um, and this, you know, this shows the side again. It's just showing the side that he's not he's not the stereotypical kind of expected bad guy. He obviously cares an awful lot for Annalene, and he yeah, also and I think thinks that, that I think it's Vika's a little bit like he's else. scared of Annie too. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I, I, mean, I think she is like she is more or less just like she is a tough. Like she she doesn't put up with shit from anyone, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get the um, <laughs> you'll clean up the stores, apologize to Annie, then get out here and finish your shift. <laughs> but then we get the bit where we find—I mean, um, we find out that for everybody that's involved in the settlers' call, there's a couple of there's a couple of sticklers, and we go and we go back to um, meet Mister um, Ulbrick again. Yeah, who is who is one of the holdouts? <laughs> he is one of the holdouts, and apparently. He is a very, very wealthy holdout as yes. well because he owns an awful lot of land, and Oren wants a slice of that ice, mm-hmm. <laughs> that water. Um, <clears throat> but it turns out that Ulbrich's kind of like he's um, his uh, his um, his ride's broken, so um, Oren uses it as an opportunity to go out and, and try and sell him to get him involved in the settlers' call, which he is. Uh, he just promptly kind of shuts them down. <laughs> yeah, just like immediately. <laughs> just like, yeah, no, we talked yeah. about this. I'm, I'm not interested. Yeah, go on, go on, get, get away, you salesman. <laughs> you're dodgy. I know you're dodgy. <laughs> yeah. Go away. It's just, this is fast, fast, fine. And then, yeah, so Orin is pretty frustrated with that, but like he's kind of used to it at this point, and so he he goes off on his merry way. But then he sees Ben riding along uh, the dune. Yeah. Um, on um on EP. Yeah, on, uh, on, on Rue is her name. Rue, yeah. Rue the EOP, the... or EOP, or yeah. EP, however you pronounce it. O-P-I-P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take it that is the um, that is the kind of the taper-nosed animal that we see at the end of Revenge of the Sith, because it's never yes. quite, yeah. it's never quite, um, never quite clear, but I'm guessing it's the same, it's the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. But obviously, um, Oren not knowing who... Ben is and Oren assuming he's the best salesman ever decides he's gonna he's gonna go ahead and tell tell Ben all about the call and yeah. how it works and everything like that and an attempt to sell him. Yeah, and I really like this interaction where like uh Oren says something along the lines of 
you know that this is a this is you know this is Galtland and Ben's like oh I'm sorry is there a way for me to get to uh, the claim without going through Galtland and Orin's like no uh, and why don't you come on a tour of the farm with me it, we'll say it's your penalty for uh, <laughs> exactly for, for trespassing more or less <laughs> exactly you got an hour spent oh well can I just give you money no you've got to spend four hours <laughs> and so this, this is I, I really like this this whole bit about the evaporators uh, because. Oren gives Ben a vial of water, and Ben drinks it, and it's apparently like the best water ever. Yeah. Um. And 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 Oren is like, and that's lukewarm. Wait until you taste it when it's good, and when it's nice and cold. <laughs> and so he takes Ben he to the just... evaporator with the with, with the freezing cold good water, and yeah. Ben just like you know, he's like, wow, that's like the best water I've ever tasted. That's the best water I've ever tasted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he talks Always about like how his his crazy layout of of evaporators is like. He he calls it the symphony, um, yes. with uh, this this quote. If you want to read this quote, I really like this quote. Um, these little drops can run, but they can't hide. These machines in the right place, tuned the right way, they need the skylight clay. They play the notes, and the music comes. The symphony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I really like that. That's just like it's it's very poetic. For yeah. a man who farms water, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the whole point because they turn something as kind of like quite because you never you hear it mentioned in like a New Hope and it's like touched on, mm-hmm. you know, it's touched, it's actually only touched on by C three PO, you know, yeah, you know, it's moisture evaporators, yeah, the, the, and it's the never binary language on. Of, of moisture yeah. evaporators, <laughs> yeah, you speak batchy. <laughs> I only know this because, as I say, I've watched this. Um, I've only been watching New Hope again, like every single second or third day <laughs> at the moment, and uh, and uh, <clears throat> made the mistake of um, getting the Phantom Menace for Uh-oh. him to watch. <laughs> and um, the boy's got class because he says, "I said, did you like it?" He says, oh, "It was okay." <laughs> can we watch the last kind of? Can we watch the last fifteen minutes with a fight with Darth Maul? And that's all he wants to say. So I says. That's good. There's a boy that there's a boy that knows to pure class. <laughs> there's a boy that knows good boy, good boy. Um, yeah. Sorry. So um, we get that nice little kind of um, dialogue. I think that Oren's obviously weighing Ben up mm-hmm. at that time yeah, just to see is he going to be somebody that's actually worthwhile, kind of maybe hitting for cash. He's gone in. He's bought. You know how much money has he got? Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's obviously got a lot of supplies and stuff like that. So. You know, is he worthwhile maybe tapping to get involved in the call? Um, <clears throat> and this is when Oren kind of drops in that Danner was killed by Tuscans, kind of like about eight, eight years ago. Yeah, it says eight years ago. And that's actually something like this whole book, I think, takes place over the course of like a week, it feels like. Yeah. It is not very long. Mm-mm. Um, It's almost a case that Ben is. I mean, it's almost a case of is he is he even weeks after the events of Revenge? Yeah, it seems it seems like it's really not very long after. Yeah, I after mean, this is movie. almost this is almost Rogue One into Episode Four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just like ten minutes. There we go. Okay. All right. Yeah, he also kids without without using the name Shmi, uh, they talk about like how uh, a, a wife was captured. Uh, mm-hmm. And killed by by the Tuscan Raiders, and how that shaped uh, the settlers' call. Yeah, 
Yeah. And so, so, so they, they don't specifically say that it was Shmi Skywalker, but like that, obviously that's who it was. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it kind of brings everything together for him to, you know, you realize that um, they know of him, they're aware of him, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, well, if you're aware of that, is that is it the best thing for you to be hanging around so close to other people? Then? Yeah, because they've obviously connected everybody up together. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, it's like the Emperor saying to Darth Vader, "Where would you like to search then, my young apprentice?" And Darth goes. I could go round the relative's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be a good first place to look. That? Exactly. That awkward bit where it's like he turns up for, you know, well, you know, I could come back anytime at all. It's like, <laughs> oh, quick, Darth Vader's come for a cup of tea. <laughs> it just turns up and there's this awkward silence between Ben, <laughs> between Ben. Between um, Owen and uh, Baru and Darth Vader all sitting around just looking at each other, going, "So where's that nice, um, where's that nice girl you were kind of seeing at the time?" <laughs> <coughs> and he just goes, "Bad me, no." Yep. <laughs> and in the podcast. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that kind of aside, I mean, why would you get that close to people? <clears throat> I mean, stay a hermit, but that's fine. There's better ways to do it. But he is actually, um, he is actually um, thinking about these things as we as we kind of go on. Um. So yeah, so it's a nice little link, and not a nice little link. Not that Shmi's murder was a nice little link. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the um, yeah, it was the kind of the massacre afterwards. But um, yeah. So then we get another we get another meditation scene. Um, yes, which I really like this line uh, when he is ta- when Ben is talking about Orin. Uh, he says he's very much a hail fellow well met, which I thought yes. that was that was a pretty funny line because like everybody knows that character from a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Everybody's played <laughs> that character. This <laughs> is good. He kind of like drops it in. Hail and well cool. met. <laughs> Um, and then we jumped right into um, he says, "Oh, good night, Qui Gon," and then he just has silence. <laughs> you feel like he should be saying, "Just throw me a frigging bone here." Yeah, come on, Qui Gon, say one thing, please. <laughs> Do you know, it'd be really funny if he came back and the Qui Gon was like, "I will find you, and I will kill you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong script. <laughs> So we get uh after that we get some more we get some more Tuscan stuff um and yes. this is where we uh where we find out that the Tuscans are following Annie the uh, the air shaper or as in their language it's in a grosh. Yes, I don't know how you pronounce that. Um, I'm just having a look. Yes, yeah, it's in a grosh. In a grosh, no... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got it written down in the notes. In a grosh. But yeah, so uh, so so Iark is kind of tracking Annie and like kind of like basically just seeing watching her routine. Uh, yes. So we see that for a little while, and then we actually get into this like uh, this whole conversation about like the Tuscan rites of adulthood, like where Tuscan Tuscans don't become adults just by growing up; they become no. adults by like basically going through like a ritual. Yeah, and killing a killing a crate dragon. Yeah, which is they, they talk about uh, how you know since the Tuscans are so weak and there are so few of them, uh, they've they've kind of like scaled lessened that. They've scaled it down. Yeah. <laughs> Because they keep killing people. It's like, so what you got to do? It's like, well, there's a, there's the hamster of doom over there. He looks easy. 
He's got yeah. a bite and a half on him. Yeah, yeah. Look at look at those teeth. <laughs> look at those teeth. And if he, <laughs> if he gets you, you know, you're gonna feel it. He can go through all those fifteen layers of bandages that you're wearing as well. <laughs> so you go for it. But it is no joking aside. They're kind of like. Um, Ayark is really frustrated at the fact that they kind of like they used to be a race of people who fought kind of crate dragons in mm-hmm. order to prove it, and now they're, you know, they're they're lucky if they're um, if they're going for like the smaller animals nowadays. If I can find the the line which I can't find, but at <laughs> the same side, um, the fuzzy faced EP rider, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I do like that the, the Iark and the Tuscans t- end up calling Ben uh, Hairy Face throughout most of the book. <laughs> I just thought that was amazing. I was like that, and there's a there's the Sky Shaper. Only there's Hairy Face, <laughs> and the smile. I, I actually really think that the smiling one is uh, what they call Oren. That's really uh, effective. Yeah. I like, like that, that is such a cool name because it's just a term that he just smiles all the time and yeah. there's something else behind them and there's like you something know, there's... sinister about that smiling yeah absolutely i don't know i really really like that but the the, <laughs> the hairy face it's like perhaps hairy face <laughs> and that seemed a good name for the man yeah. who's a shaman to the jawas and able to command the chattering <laughs> things so they <laughs> they're all, you know they're all wondering why he would even bother because they they obviously view like everybody else, they kind of view Jabba's as kind of like lowest of the low. Yeah. So when they see that Ben's actually been riding with him, he's like, "Well, you're just you are pretty much, uh, you're pretty much uh, kind of scummy, aren't you? We don't mm-hmm. like, we don't like you very much at all." Um, um, so I I found that line that I thought was that you thought was really funny, and I agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they would be killing womp rats next and pretending it was bravery. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's Which almost like goes back from Luke Skywalker going, I used to pull Zai Wan ass from my T15. <laughs> no, sorry, that's um, that's Family Guy again. <laughs> oh, yeah, more, oh, more, more or less the same thing, let's be more, honest. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Lois. Um, <laughs> just more or less the same thing. But um, yeah, so then then we go back to the claim, and uh, Ulbrecht is basically just running his mouth to Annie, just like, uh, I, I wrote telling tales out of school. She, he's just like basically just making stuff, making stuff up, it seems like. Yeah, just and he's just like running his, his mouth nonstop to her. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, does he just not? Does she just not leave him to go talking to somebody else? Oh, uh, she does. <laughs> she's like that. Okay, she just like leaves again. Callie to talk to, to talk to him instead. For Callie. Uh, but yeah, then and then Oren shows up and he's like all dressed up and uh, apparently has a meeting in Moss Eisley to, to uh, potentially supply water to a new hotel. Mm, yeah. um, and then and then we get this really shady moment where he just like forgot his credit pouch, so he just takes money from from the claims registers. Yeah, and like, I just thought, well, this this was the moment for me where I was like, okay, I don't actually like you at all. <laughs> no, you're a, you are the smiling one. I was kind of yeah. like, what's going on here? You're just kind of like, oh, I'm just gonna go through the go through the back. He's like the guy that would just walk into the convenience shop owned by his brother and just like open up a Mars bar or something yeah, like that exactly. and start chomping on it without even asking. Do you know what I mean? Is this okay? Well, you've opened it and eaten it, so I guess it has to be. But yeah, he just goes ahead and starts helping himself for a uh, for money. Yeah, so, and he has this he has this gross line too that I didn't write in the notes, but I just I just saw it. Uh, Thanks, Annie. Nobody loves me like you do. Like, uh, get out of here, dude. Like. You're yeah, the worst. Come on. 
just slide on out on your grease mobile, man. Yeah, and Annie is definitely like frustrated about it too. Like they, they, she talks about or she thinks about how she's really annoyed with like how he, how he just like thinks that he has the right to take whatever he wants. Yeah, uh, but she yeah, can't I really mean, say anything about it because like that's gone back for so long. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah. He just he starts to come across as you are definitely the dodgy guy yeah. of this piece. You know, yeah. you're starting maybe this little idiosyncrasies that he's he's always obviously coming in and showing that he's got lots of money, but at the same time just going away and kind of helping himself mm-hmm. to kind of certain stuff. Yeah, I think I think that scene was kind of like, uh, hey, if you're not if you, if you still trust uh, Oren, maybe you shouldn't do that at this point. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, you're kind of seriously kind of asking questions. But then Annie then, as we say, Annie decides to um, go and pay Mr. Kenobi a visit Mm -hmm. and take along his stuff that he left. Because um, when he disappeared from, uh, when he ran out from kind of uh, Vika and everything like that, he left most of his stuff behind because he was so annoyed. Yeah. So she uses as an excuse to go and kind of like, I guess, kind of track him down. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, she has trouble, so she uses as an excuse to um to go and to go and see him. Um. And then yeah, so she um she goes out to his um to his homestead. Mm-hmm. Um, where Ben is having trouble with a bantha. Yeah, it's 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 Ben's bantha trouble. It's my new children's book. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Ben's bantha trouble. <laughs> That's not my bantha. His eyes are too hairy. That's not my bantha. His <laughs> horns are too scaly. That's not my bantha. His feet are too big. <laughs> it's there's exactly. a series that's, that's of, there's a very an entire book. series of children's books which is titled That's Not My and they use kind of like touchy feely books. So mm-hmm. that's not my bantha would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um I'm putting a claim on that. But anyway, what we've got is <laughs> we've got a bantha is it basically hitting against me. <laughs> yeah, just like headbutting his house. <laughs> just like brrr. Um just, <clears throat> what's this big white thing in my way? Get out of the way. No, thanks. Yeah, and then yeah. uh so so Annie pops up and uh she uh I, I really like this passage. Uh she she asks him, uh, Annaline pro- propped the tub on her hip and watched with a barely concealed smile. Having, prob- yeah. having a problem with your bantha? No, no, like, why do you ask? <laughs> ben gripped her open yeah. trying to get the cap situation. It's very funny. You've been at this for a while. Yeah, and I, th- I think this is, like, th- this is the first moment where I was, like, I was really into, like, the repartee between yeah. uh, Annie and Ben. Like, this is where it started getting really good. She pointed to the rope, wait. What are you planning on to do with that? <laughs> I'm considering hanging myself. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. I don't know what I did to set it off. Normally I'm good with animals. <laughs> you dirty Jedi. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, and, then, and then Annie just uh, is like, well, he thinks your house is his mother. So good luck. <laughs> more or less. <laughs> Pretty much. But she, uh, she's able to get him kids. heading off in the in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah, she basically um, touches the cast face, and then turn. Yeah, if you kind of kind of turns face, it and sends it sends it off too. in the other direction. Yeah, so that's kind of good. But this starts kind of like a little chat between the you know between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's kind of like a guarded kind of little yeah. chat. Yeah, where he is, he is very definitely very wary of like getting close to her. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's all the way through, but it's kind of like it's very, very kind of it's very, very kind of small talk. Um, and then he's like, he's like saying, "Well, I'm going to do this," and she's like, "No." He's like, "Oh, just put this tarp over my plants." It's like, don't bother with that. Otherwise, they'll kind of, you know, those need to breathe. It's talking mm-hmm. about funnel plants, um, and then you need to get some, you know, you cover the feed, otherwise it'll be baked in half an hour. And he's like, all oh, right, okay. So she's obviously aware that he really doesn't know what he's doing. And I yeah. think that kind of brings out a little bit of her kind of, she thinks, I think she thinks it's quite sweet. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. You know, she's kind of like, this is a guy who somehow managed to save my life. Um, save my daughter's life and then when it comes down to kind of like making himself a cup of tea he keeps on pouring boiling hot water <laughs> over his hand yeah while he's holding the tea bag so it's kind of you know um so she's kind of teaching him the kind of the, the good things but there's <laughs> even kind of like there is obviously there's one that says is home delivery and the weather report this is a fine service <laughs> and it's like are you getting your flirt on yeah a little bit are you getting like a flirt I, I, th- I think he is a little Benny bit. Benny boy. Yeah, I think he's liking the. I think he's liking the company. You know, that's how I maintain my my monopoly. I keep my customers alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, so that's kind of good. I like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I really like like and and from here on out, like just every scene with Ben and Annie interacting is just great. Yeah, it's all it's like really it's um, Miller gets Miller really gets into his own with it because I think he knows exactly where he he doesn't he doesn't overstep the character with Ben. Mm-hmm. So what he does is he molds Annie to have the conversations so that Ben would answer them as how Ben would answer them. Yeah. And they work really really well. Yeah, you know, there's totally never that. you never feel he's kind of ever overstepping away from the mark. You never feel he's kind of giving very very much away. He's kind of very very focused and, you know, thinking about the present. Which yeah. is what he's meant to do. Yeah, and then that that also makes it so that when he does open up a little bit, like it is very impactful. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Which we, yeah. which we will get to later. Let's not talk about it right now. Um, but yeah, so so Annie kind of like uh you know she tells Ben like well look there's this race uh, coming up in Moss Espa, so if you want to come to the claim then uh, everyone else will be will be out of town so. Yeah, you can come yeah. in and do your shopping in peace, more or less. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, "Oh, thanks very much." Yeah, so, so he, does that. he decides he's probably do that, and and then we get a scene with uh, uh, one of the Tuscans comes back to the clan uh, with the Bantha calf that uh, that they had uh, sent off, um, and like they they kind of talk about like what they're going to do with this calf, um, and they like some of them want to want to use it as like a, a new mount and blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like this big argument, uh, and then we we get uh, we get to interact with H Rock for a little bit, and by for a little bit I mean about a page and a half. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't know why they named this character. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, it's kind of like the ball was because he maybe knew the. He was like if he was in, if he was in a film, it would have been because he knew the film director. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in this scene. You're not a good actor, Johnny. I want to be in this scene. I want to be in the scene as H Rock. He's Rock. Rock. How long did you think of it? I'm 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 a king of rock. <laughs> <laughs> He's maybe from Boston. <laughs> it's like it's H. It's from H Rock. Um, 
But yeah, so so th- there's this like argument between uh, Hrock and Iark, uh, where yeah. uh, Hrock thinks it's a mistake to consider Annie as a potential Tuscan, which uh, they've been yeah. kind of discussing, uh, and has the line "You think of the Utman," uh, which is this out this this someone from that wasn't a Tuscan came and joined them willingly. Yes, uh, which is which is one of the things which is really really interesting because you start to to find out. Do you know what it does do though? Um, they're talking about obviously bringing in other people into the thing. Mm-hmm. It has interesting connotations for what happened with, um, well, what what was potentially going to happen with Anakin's mum. Yeah. Very, yeah, you kind of wonder we'll get, if, if we'll obviously, yes. Yeah, because they do they do also talk about how like when someone comes in from outside, like they kind of like break them down, and if yeah. they survive that breaking down, then they can and they can become a Tuscan. They make them a Tuscan. So yeah. you got to wonder if. Um, if Annie had just left, if Anakin had just left, um, you can tell I've been watching that Phantom Menace <laughs> rubbish, calling him Annie, and then getting confused with Annaline. Yeah. But you can wonder if he kind of like, if he just, you know, maybe left a couple of weeks, she would have been fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she would have been fully robed up as a Tuscan and wanted to kill him. But right, she but been she would have been alive. She would have been, ex- no, she would have been excellent. So. <laughs> You messed up there, Anakin, again. Um. <laughs> so, so then we get uh, uh, Aark's child, Adine, uh, has has yes. passed his trial and become a Tuscan. Yes, uh, which <laughs> he happens that happens, and then immediately Aark just kills Aatrox. So when we were talking about like a page and a half, it was literally like a page and a half. It's like yeah, um, yeah, because um, Aark says, "Well, there's something wrong with a bantha." And, and and they can tell that they reckon that um, there's something familiar about the animal. No, not the animal. Um, it was the hair. The air shaper has touched it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, okay. So you were able to able to smell mm-hmm. the fact that Annalene had been had kind of been kind of near it. So that was kind of uh, yeah, kind of quite weird. The yeah. sense of smell is really good under all those bandages. <laughs> well, they've, they've, they've got those weird, like, metal breather things. Maybe that, yeah, maybe that filters in smells really maybe well. Maybe that kind of filters in the nice. <laughs> it's like, hmm, there's nothing like the smell of Jubak first yeah. thing in the morning. Yeah, so I, I really like this line from Ark here. Uh, One was born, another died. All is equal. Yes. And I thought that was really, I thought that was a really cool line. Like it, it like how, it, it, all of this little Tuscan stuff, like where you like get these peaks into their culture, are just so good. Yeah, it's so nice because it's kind of like it's almost like Miller's been given free reign to kind of mm-hmm. make it up. Or you got to wonder at the time when he wrote it, did he need to get stuff checked? Because I'm not sure about the kind of the ins and outs of when you write something like this. Obviously nowadays it's just seen as legend. Yeah. So I guess it doesn't. It's not canon, so you can write pretty much anything you want. But at that time, when these books were put into canon, do you think they had to get them checked? Uh, they definitely did. There was definitely like a uh, like a, a canon, like a oh gosh, what's the word? Um, like someone who like like matched up storylines and stuff, and made sure that uh, everything was, was kind of matched up with the the Lucas style guide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's no. I mean, it kind of it's kind of nice that you know it's kind of kind of like this. Yeah, it's a pretty decent. Yeah, as you yeah. say, it's a nice line. It's like another moment later, the other saw the saw the knife lodged in H Rack's throat. <laughs> he cannot spare any. You know, yeah, my H Rack. You <laughs> like the what? I like the rack. <laughs> um. 
So yeah, so let's uh let, 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 let's burn through some of this because we're <laughs> we're running pretty pretty long already. I don't want yeah, I don't want to keep are. you here for four hours. No, um, that's fine. I'm quite happy. I thought. Um, <laughs> so um, did it, did it, did it, we move we move on to the day of the race as the next next yeah, thing. and it's all about the fact this is a really really good day for Annie. Yeah, yeah, and she's um, this is where she kind of makes she kind of makes most of her money for the year. Yeah, she talks about how. Or they, they talk about how she makes most of her money for the year on this day because everybody comes back and just wants to spend a bunch of money. Just gets completely drunk. Yeah. <laughs> thinking of off their faces. And so she's like, like she's like sitting out back uh, because there's no one in the store and she's really disappointed that Ben didn't show up. And so she's like basically looking at this this uh, data pad. She's just got like an iPad that she's flipping through. Uh, looking at all these old pictures and documents uh, and like starts starts reading something that uh, is like where she's like introducing herself and then just like gets frustrated and throws it away. Um, or and she at, thinks she's thrown it. She, she thinks she throws it away, uh, but then of, of course Ben shows up right then. Of course he does. <laughs> it's almost like it was scripted like this. Yeah, almost. Ben is like this. Hey, lose something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's almost like some kind of innuendo. Um, yeah. Found something you have. Um, that's what you'd have said. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, so you get the kind of the the whole thing about you find out that Annie was Annaline was actually going to go and do this university course yeah. on Naboo, which was ten planets over two years. It was like a zoo biology type mm-hmm. of course, but she never did it. She never applied. Yeah, and and, and, and now it's twenty years later, and she's just like kind of kind of ruminating on that, and like realizes that she doesn't think that it's ever going to happen at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's the kind of the whole regret thing. Yeah, uh, you know, the let's lay this down in the sand potentially for <laughs> foreshadowing newbies. No, mm-hmm. uh, um, but then they use the and it's like, oh, come here, I'll I'll give you something really really nice. Yeah, because he the, he had showed up to buy some of some of uh, Orin's water because yeah. Orin had let him let him try the water, and Annie's like, oh well, let me give you that good good water. Yeah, that even <laughs> so better water. It. The evaporator number one, which is Danner's one, which yeah. kind of like has some kind of like secret, secret formula or something like that. The way it's done, the water is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and they talk about um, how like uh, Oren has like like poked through like all the settings and stuff, and like he just cannot figure out how to make it taste as good as old number nice. one's water. Well, that's because he's not a good guy. Exactly. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the only reason he can't do it. If he was a good guy, he'd be fine. Um, but then, obviously, we're talking about that. Um, then it turns out, was obviously, this is the eight years today. Yeah, this is the day Annalee. that Denar died. Yeah, and you know, is this back to him? Um, kind of maybe probing her mind a little bit to find out because it's mentioned later in the book. She's kind of like, um, she says, "Oh, you can, you can, you can basically read my mind. You know what I'm thinking." Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, "Well, yeah, he kind of can. can. <laughs> he he kind of is." <laughs> You know he's kind of being a bit invasive, and you're not yeah, realizing I it. And he's... I, I don't. It definitely doesn't come off as bad as Luke, you know, invading his sister's womb. Uh, <laughs> but you know, oh dear, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, yeah, I did kind of like, oh, ooh, yuck. You mean kissing your sister wasn't good enough for you, right? <laughs> you had to do that. Stop it. Step away, Luke. Um... But yeah, I mean, we get the kind of like again. You're gonna get in the starting to get the real kind of banter back back and forth between mm-hmm. the you know between the two of them. Um, um, 
and then she like gives this line which is it's fine to sacrifice yourself if no one else has claimed to you Danner belonged to us and we never gave him permission to die which shows that you know it's obviously eight years down the line and she is still finding it quite tough yeah yeah she's to open herself up to somebody else and but then obviously there's nice kind of back and forth between the two of them again so Mm -hmm. you know you kind of like going hmm Ben's kind of maybe enjoying this. Yeah, and then he 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 offers to cook for her, which is which is a pretty fun <laughs> pretty is, fun thing. No, no. First dates, you go to a coffee shop, <laughs> get the muffin, get, you know, get the muffin and the cappuccino. You'll be kind of fine, <laughs> but you know, don't offer to cook at home because you don't know. Yeah, and if she's got if she's got a wheat allergy or something like that, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Could end up like just like setting her off. Yeah, and he um, uh, t- t- turns out he sucks pretty bad at cooking. Um, he's he has, awful. He, he has this funny line about how like he knows he knows a uh, a person who owns a diner, and they he would have been fired on the spot, which was pretty good. I liked that. Dex. Yeah, which was yeah Dex. Yeah, De- sorry, yeah Dex from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, watch that today. Which so. which I thought that was I thought that was pretty cute. There's there's yeah. a lot of like little like callbacks in this that like I don't know why they worked better for me here than they did in. Uh, in the previous episode on Heir to the Empire, but like I guess I guess just because like they're not quite as obvious about it. Well, it's not planet hopping for the sake of planet hopping. Right, right, yeah. It's not like let's go to Hoff, let's go yeah. to Dagobah. Let's, I want to yeah, right. check out a movie in a Broadway show. He <laughs> 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 got to look good. I'm in Delaware. <laughs> kind of thing. Um. Anyway, so, um. Ben is like, yeah, did something happen to you, Ben? No, not to me. Yeah, so kind of, you know, kind of foreshadowing, like, that what happened was to someone else, but, I mean, obviously we know what it is. We know exactly what happened, but, um, so, uh, you know, he's, like, saying, well, I'm gonna, I need to go, and he offers to drive him, um, and then Vika... Yeah, just, like, as soon as they walk outside, Vika just comes flying in and, like, crashes into... smashes the car. Yeah, land speeder. Discover Jabe's in there. She is not happy at all. No. Um, and then Oren's got these three... Oh, I can't remember what they're called. But they're uh, Deveronians. Deveronians, there yeah. we go. Um, <clears throat> he's got these people back and try and sell them um, some water. And um, he's like, obviously, he's jealous. There's yeah, these are, uh, these are the hotel people. Going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he says, well, I can say, well, here's a guy that loves the water. You know, can you say you love the water? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, will you, will, you, will you say that you love this water? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but then, of course, we get the... Um, <clears throat> then we get the, the main you know, the main thing, which is trouble comes in the form of, like, a Tuscan attack. Yeah, we get another Tuscan attack. Um, um, and they, they, they came to attack the claim to try to capture Annie, basically. Yeah, because they want her as a, obviously as a Tuscan. Yeah. You know. And we have that, we team. have this line, find the air shaper and kill the rest. Yes. Which is pretty good. Which is, I called sky shaper for ages. Silly man. <laughs> Same thing. Air shaper, thick man that I am. Um, but yeah, so then we get this thing that, um, while the Tuscans are attacking, Obrick's hold up behind like the armory part, the gun mm-hmm. part of the shop. So he's trying to like take them out, and then we get the Ben going in with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, and then obviously the whole blue light kicks off. Yeah, we, we get another another you know, 
comment about like yeah. the the blue light washing over the whole store or whatever. Yeah, and and Annie shouting, "We're closed! Get the hell out of my store!" <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> which yeah, which is all pretty cool. But then, of course, we get the um, we get a couple of things happening. The Tuscans then realizing that they're getting their asses kicked by Ben in Jedi mode, mm-hmm. decide to flee, and they end up in the middle of it. They destroy Number One, or they attack, they hit Number One, so they destroy the setting. So Danner's Water is basically yeah going to happen no more. Um, one of the Deveronians gets killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oren's like, oh, but, you know, we yeah, could Yeah, but listen, like, I can still sell you this water. Like, <laughs> you know you want yeah. this water? I think the first thing is, is, if you try to get over the shock of a sudden death of a business associate, is to maybe have a glass of cool, refreshing <laughs> water. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Settlers fall. Yeah, yeah, so it's so Ulbrich, like uh, Ben convinces Ulbrich that he, like, he is the one that killed all of the uh, Tuscans inside. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> and so, so Ulbrich is just kind of like talking shit about the settlers' call because the settlers' this call the... wasn't activated, and Ulbrich killed all the Tuscans. This so is the like, man who's yeah, laid on the floor. Was more him. like it. <laughs> Followed up the carpet more like, which is fantastic. But then what happens is we get um, we get the Tuscans end up heading the wrong way. Yeah, they're heading toward um, Hanser's Gorge, which is apparently a. Uh, like, it's Death an easy track. place to ambush them, more or less. Yeah, and they pretty much get, um, you know, and this is the the bit where they kind of end up getting kind of, like, a massacre happening. Yeah. Jabe is ending up, you know, and he's like, oh, crap, where's Jabe? Turns yeah, and he's, he's gone off with the settlers. He's gone off to kind of go off in the settlers and kind of help out with the uh, with the bloodbath, and she's like, well, this is the day I lost... It's the day I lost Danner, I nearly lost the store, and I'm not losing my son today, too. Yeah. So, um, cuts to, you know, Ayark, um, again, it's, you know, realising that it's all about to kick off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get kind of lines like the, you know, the set, I mean, the settlers basically just pile into the Tuscans. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like, like what, fish shooting, shooting fish in a barrel, a f- yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fairly kind of horrible yeah. kind of uh, kind of situation. Yeah, but, and it, re- um, it really, like, I, I I thought that was described really well, well, where, like, Annie and Ben are, like, suitably horrified that this is happening. Yeah, because there's obviously, you know, it's a laughing, cheering, hooray, look, mm-hmm. we're getting one over on them after they've done what they've done kind of thing, where yeah. they've not really kind of done a massive amount of kind of damage. There's not really anybody that's been killed. Yeah, there's the, just, like, the one of, guy the that got killed. Side. Yeah, and then there's uh, your man got injured um, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, Bomer. Um, Bomer, your guardian. <laughs> Rodian. <laughs> Basically, sits, really sorry, he does, just sits there and does nothing anyway. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was expect, as I say, I'm still just gutted he never actually says anything all the mm-hmm. way through. But, um, <laughs> you know, Ben decides to, he says, well, I've got to they obviously see the Tuscans there, so he presents the body, and it turns out it was going to be Adin, yeah. who is um, Aark's son, who just, um, just you know, just came... Um, yeah, just became just a became full a Tuscan. Tuscan. Yeah, just become, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Annie says, like, she goes, oh, I know. <laughs> she realises yeah. that... Um, Ayark's female. Yeah, she's she, this the mother. Is, yeah, this yeah. is my my uh, goof up earlier when I was talking about how Ayark. I kept using she. Uh, yeah, yes. Ayark is a mother. 
And yes. this is this is really cool because like they they very specifically like don't gender Aark up until this moment. Uh, so that yes. it's a surprise for the reader as well as the characters. And it kind of works really, really well. Yeah. And again, it's not the kind of she is a strong female because of stuff that's happened. It's like she's just a strong character in general right. who's just leading her tribe. So yeah, and it's really not... cool. Like they kind of talk about how uh, she kind of took up the war leader position because like no one else could. Yes. And she's like, well, yeah. if no one else is going to, like this is my job, this is my duty, more or less, right? Yeah, exactly. And then and then further surprises, um Aark turns around and goes, Oh, I know I know what a lightsaber I is. <laughs> what a lightsaber is. Yeah, and what? so you find out that the Ootman was Sherrod Het, who was apparently a Jedi. Yes. Uh that came to join the 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 Tuscans. Yeah, and that um Sherrod Het had a wife who was brought on mm-hmm. as well called uh, called Kashik. Kashik. Which is yeah, Kashik. Which, which is just is like the Wookiee home planet, like <laughs> There's so many different pronunciations. I don't know if I'm getting this right or getting this wrong. Doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, um, then obviously Ben uses Trixie's Trixies to persuade the Aark to uh, to talk. Yeah, um, and then they uh, they they, they, they actually talk in basic, which is pretty cool. Yes. Uh, and it's very very basic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like it. I really like the way the Tuscans talk, like in basic, like where they're very mm. they're very like I guess Aark really is the only one that does, but it's it's just yeah. like very simple language, like very simple words, mm-hmm. and it's pretty mm-hmm. cool because it's like she she has heard enough basic to kind of understand it, but she doesn't have like a, the vocabulary that a native speaker would have. Yeah, and then we get back to um, the war, you know thing about. The settlers are now taking trophies, mm-hmm. and Oren gives Jabe us um, a Gadarafi. Yeah, and I I really like this scene as like it's it's a nice like uh, mirror to where Ben is giving Aideen's body back to the Tuscans, yeah. and like very specifically like wants them to know that he's not taking a trophy. Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas obviously Oren is yeah. Here you go, son. You knock yourself out, and he mm-hmm. takes a nice little silver one, kind of instead. Um, and then, as I say, you then go back to um, it's a nice little thing with Aark, kind of talking of you know the tradition of how they build graves for the Tuscans that they yeah. don't bury them, which is very cool. Can which is kind of cool. And then we talk about Kashyyyk, um, and that surprisingly enough, Sharaj Het joined the Tuscans um, willingly, but he ended up getting killed in a battle with the Huts. Yeah. Which is again is kind of dropped in there. Yeah, Miller's, they don't again, really talk too much about him. He's, yeah, he's kind of Miller's good at just saying, "Okay, he's a Jedi. I'm not going to go into him." He battled the Huts. Yeah, you know, the Huts are scum. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, and I would um, I would have liked to hear more about like what like why exactly he came to join the Tuscans because yeah. we don't really get that. We don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't kind of get an expansion, which is again why I go back to saying there's. A, probably a chapter about um, both Kashyyyk um, and uh, and Sharad Het sitting on Miller's computer yeah. PC somewhere with this is the lost chapters that the editor <laughs> kind of cut out because he didn't think it moved the pace of the story kind of along enough, which is, we'd like to read, Mr. Miller, <laughs> if yeah, you're like... out there, and if you're listening, then... Drop us a line. Yeah, and, I'll, I'll, I'll tag him in the tweet when I post this episode. Yeah, and maybe he'll listen to it. Good. 
Yes, you'll listen to <laughs> half of it. Yeah, <laughs> he'll see that it's three and a half hours and be like, nope, not doing this. Long. No, 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 I'm not doing that. <laughs> Um, so um, yeah, so then we get we get that little uh, little scene about how uh, Aark wants to compel Ben to join the Tuscans as like basically another Sherrod Het. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because he kind of turns he kind of turns them down. Yeah, kind of flat, uh, but at the same time, kind of like tries to save her. Um, I guess kind of stop her from from looking um, from losing any kind of respect. Or, mm-hmm. Or anything like that at all, which is quite cool. Yeah. And then we get um, <clears throat> Annie is obviously now kind of like fascinated about kind of what Ben is all around, and it's like I'm going to ask him, ask him question after question mm-hmm. after question that he's just simply and he's just like very nope. very casually nah. like deflecting them. <laughs> no, nah, you're all right. I'm not gonna. <laughs> uh, these these aren't the questions you're looking for. Yeah, and then but, she, then um, she has this line that I really like: "Someone like you ought to be doing something, or you ought to have a family to watch over." And that's just like that's that's again some nice foreshadowing. And does he not say something like, "I do have a family"? Yeah, he says that later yeah. on, like at, at yeah. the end of the book, he says that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Annie goes back to the claim; it's totally cleaned up. Um, yeah, like she, everybody she that goes, didn't go with the posse. Uh, basically, just goes, helped clean up the claim, um, and she goes absolutely crazy at Jabe. Yes, again, <laughs> she's very angry, um, like justifiably. She, yeah, I did do something after she goes. He goes like, well, "What did you do after Dad died?" And did mm-hmm. do something after he died. He opened the store the next day, like he would have wanted. Um, and then we get the kind of Ben who is now standing outside. Sh- <laughs> With a megaphone, trying to <laughs> shout to Qui Gon, yeah, can you hear me? <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, this and is the uh, lo- very lo- clearly lo- set up for someone to hear him. Yes, <laughs> you know, while he's kind of doing semaphore <laughs> at the same time, um, and Callie just happens to be there and, and kind of uh, hears that his second name is Kenobi. Yeah, because he 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 talks about like the indomitable Annaline, and then. Something about the indomitable. Maybe he's the indomitable Kenobi or whatever. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so Callie obviously takes that as he's gonna be my dad. Yep, <laughs> he's gonna be my dad. But then it's like there's a big thing made out about the fact that she's found out the second name. But then after that, there's not really anything made out of the second name at all. No, I mean just go. everybody just knows his last name at that. Yeah, point. exactly. It's like I know some. I know a Kenobi in Montreal. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I know one in Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's that Kenobi we bumped into when we were on holiday in France. It's that kind of thing. And then nothing ever is made out of it. You don't get anybody going out going, oh, that Ben Kenobi <laughs> kind of thing. There's nothing ever made out of it to say, oh, yeah, I remember. He used to hang around with that Anakin Skywalker. You know that boy? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? He's over at the last place. Oh, they came around for a cup of tea. <laughs> you, Vader was round last week, but they were doing custard creams, but it was a bit awkward. Um, so you kind of get that whole thing but it's never ever tied together and I was kind of left going was somebody going to turn around and say oh they were they were aware of General Kenobi right from a while ago kind Which, of thing I thought know. it was going to be a clone trooper or something turn up who was <laughs> retired or something and says oh I knew General Kenobi from you know from this or something like mm-hmm. that but obviously it never it never ever kind of um, kind of came up um, <clears throat> meanwhile um 
Oren's been congratulated for his nice little successful attack on the Tuscans and feeling very, very good about himself. Yeah, like everybody's coming um, up and like clapping him on the shoulder yeah, and like they're giving him gifts well and like signing up for the yeah. settlers' call and stuff. Yeah, and he's loving that because that's yeah. what he's trying to do basically. Um, and then Ben surprising Oren by saying, you know, when he says, "Would oh, you want to get involved in the call?" He talks about potentially extending it as far to the Lars place. Yeah. Um, to protect them as well, which makes you wonder, well, why would you want to do that? Why are you trying to keep a secret watch on a place only to announce to <laughs> potentially the dodgiest man in the entire mm-hmm. room to go and could you extend your call thing to him and him? What's he going to do? Go, yeah, okay, and think nothing of it. Yeah, and well, I mean, especially like, investigating. You're, you're a Jedi, dude. Like, you, you know this dude is dodgy. <laughs> you can read his mind. <laughs> That's what I never wonder about Adeline. Does he like? She's like asking all the questions. It's like, you know, I'm surprised more Jedi's aren't in relationships. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. It's kind of like you know. What I mean, you left your shoes in the hall again. I didn't leave my shoes in the hall. <laughs> you didn't leave your shoes in the hall again. You're These aren't get the me shoes you're looking coffee. for. <laughs> yes, I'm buying a PlayStation Pro. You are buying a PlayStation Pro. <laughs> You can go about your business, <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah, so he never uses his mind tricks across no, anyone really. at all in uh, this entire book, uh, except no, he, on a yark. Yeah, he, I was <laughs> like, he, he he uses them on the Tuscans. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use them on the bad guys, but yeah. I'm not going to use them on. But he's not, not use them on Orin, the main like, guy. I know, because he's the real and bad you, guy. Like, come on. <laughs> and then you get the worst sounding guy in the universe, kind of turning up in his um, sweet oh, yeah. ass land speeder. <laughs> Um, which has come from um, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, um, <laughs> this dude's name is Bojo Boopa. Bojo Boopa. <laughs> I'm Bojo Boopa. I like to use a computer. <laughs> and has this line, I'm Bojo Boopa, but you will call me Master Boopa. <laughs> and he's just, not if you don't want me to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. It just says like something some kind of lyric Snoop Dogg would come up with. <laughs> what you saying the name was? My name's Bojo Bopas. <laughs> it's just like totally wrong. Yeah. Um, I never knew hoteliers to be a vengeful lot. <laughs> it's obviously not met Basil Fawlty. Um, yeah, because the uh, these guys show up and like uh, they they go into Oren's office to talk, and everyone's like, "Ooh, do you think this might have something to do with uh, with the the guy that died, the hotelier?" Yeah. And then yeah. Ben has that line, and I've never known hoteliers to be a vengeful <laughs> lot. <laughs> <laughs> which is quite brilliant um, and then yeah he's just like oh no it's just gangsters trying to do a kind of a, like a shakedown type yeah and then this is where like Oren just starts being <laughs> real weird to Annie for the rest of the book yeah I mean let's um, jump out specifics and into generals now because yeah. you know this is when it starts to kind of all, all kick off and we yeah. can continue chapter by chapter but as we jokingly say um, we could be here all night. But <laughs> <laughs> Oren moves from being a kind of a semi kind of dodgy. Yeah, into just the to, villain. <laughs> into just being, you know, you're going to marry me, my sweet lady. And he's like dropping hints left, right, and center that mm-hmm. he kind of wants, uh, he kind of wants Annaline for them to get married. So the first thing they do is they kind of like say, okay, um, it's her birthday coming up, so he's going to treat her and um, 
send her to Moss Eisley. Yeah. Of all places. I really like you. Let's go to the Let's hive, go to the of, hive scum of scum and, and villainy. villainy. <laughs> <laughs> How to show a girl you care. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you get kind of like uh, Orin kind of like all of a sudden just like completely almost like changing tack. Mm-hmm. So there's two things that's happening here. Yes, he generally wants to move things on. Or secondly, something dodgy is about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But this is... Um, this is... Um, Orin kind of says, okay, Ben, you could just um, go. And yeah, he kind of just like... like with, in like, not so many words, he kind of just like, hey, Ben, you need to get out of here, more or less. <laughs> you need to kind of... You need to leave me some alone time. Yeah. Thanks very much. But um, there's a kind of... Again, there's meditation. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like saying, every time I go to this place, there's trouble. And it's like, well, stop. Well, maybe maybe don't go there anymore, dude. Mr. Hermit. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I, I do want to... We don't don't have to talk about most of this, but I do want to... I do want to just point out this. I I really like how uh, they're talking about... This is another Tuscan thing. We go back to the Tuscans, and uh, they there's some discussion about how like when Tuscans like get pebbles under their bandages, they just wrap new bandages over them. Um, and then yeah. there's the uh, the line: a funnel plant simply grew new skin over its wounds. A Tuscan could do the same. I really Which like that. Which is kind of cool. I really like that because you again, it's kind of reading into this whole thing about they are a fool of tradition. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is once the bandages are on, you, they the never come off. never kind of yeah. come off, which is very, 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 very cool. Um, Ayark's obviously thinking about kind of like Ben, more time. Yeah. Um, but the most important thing that happens here is that uh, a group of Tuscans show up with a stolen evaporator tower. And so... And she's like... Yeah, she she's like initially like very angry at them, but like kind of decides to keep it, and that'll be important later on. Yeah, that's cool. Um, we get Orin's. You would then get to move from. We discover that the tower itself was stolen from Albrecht. Yeah. Um, and again, Albrecht is just like shutting down Orin. Yeah, he's Orin's like, trying to sell sell this. him on the call again, and he's yeah. just like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and then we get Lily turning up, all pink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sexy Lily is back. Um, <laughs> She's like that. This, this, uh, I, I really <coughs> liked this, like this uh, scene where just Lily walks in and Annie is just like dangling from the ceiling. <laughs> She's deciding to fix these blaster marks that have been like, and all these other things that mm-hmm. have supposedly been there for years that she's just all of a sudden decided she's got to fix now. Yeah, and then she's like. Um, something about why don't you use using the call or something like that mm-hmm. and it says i can see the hollow now <laughs> women summons militia to save save her from her own stupidity <laughs> which is a very funny line which is just like kicking in yeah but by that time the characters have kind of really found you really know where annie and this is see from now on this is when the book like really really starts to speed up yeah because i know we're going through chapter by chapter and you folks at home will be going well, I'm not going to buy the book now. You might as well read out the whole thing. It's like, <laughs> no. It's a very, very difficult book to kind of talk about. As it really is. Saying. Because um, you're starting to build up to several threads that are all going to start together, kind of come together quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Lily's openly coming out and saying, you know, I know many things. I know love. And yeah. you is in love, girl. 
and there's that kind of thing and then he's like i don't know what you're talking about leave me alone <laughs> yeah and I, um, I also like how like they have that conversation about how Oren has been acting weird and then he just comes out and like, starts acting weird and then he comes in he's like hello i'm being weird again <laughs> but he then gives her this envelope he says i know it's your i know it's your birthday in a couple of days but here have this right and, and he, he tells her to wait to open it until the go. evening yeah and then you can go to moss Eisley, mm-hmm. and it's like okay and as we said, send your girl to scum and villainy land. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, pre- pretty good, pretty good idea, Ben. And by Ben, yeah. I mean Orin. <laughs> but then you get Ben doing another meditation thing. Yeah, which is just sounds a bit confused. Yeah, and he's like, um, I, I really like how in this one, like he's like he's very frustrated that he, he like basically can't be a part of like the resistance, more or less. Yeah. All these things that are kind of like happening, and does he actually mention Palpatine by name? Yeah, I think he does. I think he actually kind of goes as far as talking about you know not being kind of like um, you know as involved as he would like to be because he was at the front line. I mean, this is a guy that was sent out in every pretty much big mission that was going on. Yeah. Um, and as the best kind of Jedi Knight going out there, seemed to lose every lightsaber fight he was involved in. <laughs> I'm just saying, he went up against Count Dooku the day, and Count Dooku owned him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he was just saying, yeah, um, and he's talking actually going as far as um, um, going to different, going to a different store instead, because mm-hmm. he knew there wasn't any. There's not many others that exist. I know there exist. They're kind of there's they're going to be out there. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he doesn't want to cause any more trouble, so he's just going to start going no. somewhere else. No. Um, and this is when, um, this is when it starts to ramp up. Yeah. Because we do Because now we're going to start getting some action. Yes. After 28 chapters. (laughs) Yeah. Into chapter 28. Now we're going to start getting a little bit of action. chapter 28, guys. Just bear with us. Because the next, (laughs) the next, the next part of the podcast is going to be over in about 10 minutes. Because. (laughs) That is pretty accurate, actually. Moves a lot faster. Because you've got Annie going to, you go to, they're going to Moss Eisley. Um, yeah. Callie and Jay were going along they see Ben because Rue's stuck and Annie says well the reason Rue's stuck is because Rue's pregnant she's a, she's a, she's going to be a mother mm-hmm. um, and so that gets sorted out and Ben's taking a coolant unit to be repaired so Callie says well why didn't you come along with us Ben because yeah, I love you Jay really doesn't want him to do that but <laughs> nah. he does anyway so he comes along and Oren leaves Tarlop in charge of the claim, and he leaves with Vika, and they are also going to Moss Eisley. Yeah. Um, but we won't see Annie them. Ta- see them for a little while. No, we don't. But Annie recalls Moss Eisley. She goes on her wedding day. Um, <laughs> I like this note. Jabe is complaining that Ben is with them because he's a real dick. <laughs> yeah, he just like spins the whole time just like complaining about Ben just to his face. He's like, oh, why is this guy with me? I hate this guy. Yeah. And then what happens is they get to the most dangerous place on Tatooine and Annie turns around to her kids and just like sends them off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, go run along. And was it they see um, some Twilight? Is it Twi'leks? Yes. <laughs> and all of a sudden... Um, Jabe kind of perks up a bit. Yeah, he gets super excited when he sees he gets, when yeah, he sees he them because they're yeah, like sexy ladies. Sexy ladies, <laughs> for goodness' sake. But yeah, so then then we get a we get a quick uh, quick <clears throat> minute minute with Oren. Uh, he's like talking to some bankers, and then he comes out. Yeah, and they uh, they specifically he specifically mentions that he wants his uh 
um, he, he, he wants to set his windshield to opaque because he doesn't want yeah. Annie to see him. He doesn't want Annie to see him, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's obviously saying he doesn't want a disappointment to kind of ruin his day or whatever, but so you can tell that something wrong has happened at the bank. So he needs to go to his next place. Yeah, for plan which, two. For plan two. This is what he talks about. He's running two plans at the same time to see... Um, you know, um, to see if plan two will work. He says, you, if you, you know, so you don't have to, something along the lines of plan one fails, don't have a backup plan, have a backup, have a second plan running at the same time. Right. So you've always got something <laughs> kind of there in the back, which I thought was kind of, which is kind of quite cool. Yeah, um, that makes a sense. Then we get more chat with the continuing chat and flirtation between Ben and Annalene again. Yeah, and um, there's a there, there's that specific moment where like uh, Annie is kind to a droid, and uh, Ben is glad to see that she's like that when he knows that most farmers are are kind of prejudiced against them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he's it's, kind of um, it's more ju- more or less just like a, a hey Annie is a good person thing. Yeah, which is kind of like because that's what he's kind of not sure about, is he? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of like his. His view on the world at the moment is I've thought that I was surrounded by good people and it turns out that good people have turned out to be members of the dark side of the force, yeah. <laughs> basically, have all been Sith Lords, including the guy that was running the flipping galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> the known world, that, as of I know it, the known universe as yeah. I know it, has actually turned out to be an actual bit of a dickwad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Um, you then get obviously the turn up of this. They don't say it in so many words. The yeah, they don't. They don't say the word stormtrooper, but like that's what they are. Nope. There's there's an yeah, imperial like an imperial officer and a stormtrooper show up. Yeah, and Ben is just like he just kind of puts his hood back up. He's like, "Well, oh, I'm not here. <laughs> don't want them to see me." <laughs> just puts his hood up with some kind of rubbish excuse. Yeah, <laughs> that he's that like he's feeling the chills or something. <laughs> something. I'm very cold. You're on Tatooine, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're not cold, dude. <laughs> you're not definitely not cold, dude. But then we find out that um, that um, we see that um, kind of like uh, the next thing they do is they see well, you get Bupa and company show up and kidnap Orin. Yeah, our our old friend Bojo Bupa is back. Bojo Bupa, we do love him. He's so funny. <laughs> Hello. And then um, we also get them picking up Annie's speeder. Yeah, which is like super fancy and is like way more expensive than uh, something that Orin should have bought her. Pretty much, because he's. But then, interestingly enough, he's like, you see the Larzas, and Callie's like, oh, hello, shall we say hello to them? Yeah. And Ben's like, <laughs> well, well I don't want to interact with those people, so. No, Ben uses the force. To basically potentially cause fatalities <laughs> yeah. in Mos Eisley High Street. <laughs> yeah, I was a little uncomfortable with this when it happened. <laughs> it was kind of like, okay, so Callie actually gets, does Callie not actually get pushed out of the entire yeah, she does. speeder? Yeah. So she gets kicked out of the speeder. Ben decides he's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. And Jabe ends up getting rattled about the place as well. So it's all kind of, <laughs> it's all good <laughs> of good fun. But this is when we find the real thing about the story. Yes. Oren isn't going... He's after being in the banking the banking clan to see about getting some money. He's now going to go and see the rep. He's now going to go and... He's basically going to Jabba's office. Yeah, we, we find out that Oren has been street. borrowing money from Jabba the Hutt. More or less. Which is just like... Just the worst stupid. idea. Don't, don't borrow money from Jabba the Hutt. You don't. 
You don't borrow money from Jabba. <laughs> you just... <laughs> so he's obviously, he's going there. There's a nice kind of like office scene where they kind of go in and the guy's saying, but you you owe us the money because we need the money because basically the the entire kind of, um, the lay of the land has changed. Yeah, like the Empire is putting pressure end. on them the and stuff. The Empire's kind of like saying, you know, so... You know, Mr. Hutt now needs to liquefy his assets. <laughs> he needs to have some liquidity and some hard cash in case he needs to bribe people. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of like, that was quite clever and quite cool. But then there's a threat above because in the room, basically in the office above them, there's kind of like these, um, these beautiful, uh, these beautiful creatures. Yeah, which, these cave-in um, whistlers. Yes fantastic but it turns out that um the cave and whistlers aren't the only ones with that are alone because mr um ben decides to come up and take pay a visit as well yeah now i like this because this is where the action starts to pick up a bit and everything kind of like starts to pay off Mm -hmm. and you realize that Orin is maybe not a he's a desperate He's a desperate bad man. Yeah, it's not like he's like a villainous. A conniving. Yeah. No, he's not an ad. He's not a throne of the peace, or he's not even a Palpatine of the peace, mm-hmm. or anything like that. He's actually been pushed to this situation due to several things that have happened and come together in a perfect storm. Yeah, like he, he, he is trying to do the right thing. He's just doing it in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that Miller still manages to kind of. You're still kind of slightly on his side. Yeah, just a little bit. You kind of, yeah, just a little I, bit. I, I ended up really not liking this guy by the end, but I, yeah. I, I, I get it. Yeah, I understand <laughs> it. I understand. I understand it's still clinging on. And there's that whole thing where he's like, the after everything's kicked off and Ben has basically, um, ben has basically helped him out um, yeah. through, you know, helped him out, but not actually told him he's kind of helped him out. You know, um, Oren's standing there, and there's like all this money there. Yeah, and he just he just picks <laughs> up all the money. Like, He's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna I'm take gonna this have money." All the money. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of cool. So you're in that situation there where you're thinking, "Well, you know how much trouble is Oren's in. So how is it going to actually pay off?" Because he obviously knows that. Um, you know, he he obviously knows that kind of like Ben knows what's going on, basically. Um, and this is working towards. Um, this is basically working towards kind of like the the start of the big climax because Jabe, um, Jabe finds the Galt kids, um, and he sees Orin kind of all kind of in a state. Yeah, he's like, he's you all know, kind of roughed to up. Speak to him and everything <laughs> like that. He drops chips everywhere, and then he just like casually or, proposes to her. <laughs> he just turns in and goes, yeah. Would you marry me? And he's like, um, "Are you actually? Have you actually? Have you gone mad? Something? <laughs> exactly. Have you caught mental? Basically. And, and this is this is where we like, get that hilarious payoff about uh, Zed being addicted to Wookie Wookie meds, <laughs> <laughs> which is the best thing in the world. That's absolutely fantastic. I love it to bits. It's brilliant. Yeah, it was it was just um, very funny. <laughs> And then basically, um, and then you get the obviously the move on to kind of like plan two, and yeah. then it's this thing back to like this is where it's, things are coming to a head between Annaline and Ben, mm-hmm. 
because it is the question about she's not she's not asking in so many words, but it's a question of she is asking him, "Do you like me? Should I not do this?" Yeah. Because she's basically saying, "Well, should I marry Oren?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Do you want to marry Oren?" And it's like, "Well, damn it, that's not what I want you to say." <laughs> Yeah, so then she just kind of, like, confesses that she has feelings for Ben, and then, like, this, this whole conversation, like, I, it ruined me when it, when, when this happened, like, because they, Mm. they, they have that discussion about, like, what happened to Ben, and Andy's like, oh, whatever happened, like, it happened to someone that you cared about, and, like, you were there, you saw it happen, and then he has this line, it didn't just happen, I caused it, Yeah, and that just, like, it was, like, I, so okay, so I, I'm not actually sure if I've made this super clear on this podcast yet or not, but I love the interplay between Anakin and Obi Wan in the prequels, mm-hmm. uh, between adult adult Anakin and Obi Wan. I guess I should say. <laughs> I was what? No, I was watching it today. Yeah, As I said, and, I watched the attack, attack of the Clones today, and it was yeah, it's right there. It's like you know, it's like the, the opening line in Attack of the Clones when they're together. Yeah, and he says it's like you know, remember when you know when you fell into that nest of gun ducks and. <laughs> Anakin turns around and says it was it was you that fell into that nightmare, Master. And and Anna, and, and Ben's just going, Go oh, yes, go oh, sorry kind of thing. Yeah, I just cool. I, I really like the interplay between those two characters. So like that yeah. that any time that like we can talk about like the emotional effects of uh Anakin turning to the dark side on Obi Wan, like I, that is that is a hundred percent my shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I I I kinda I liked it because it again hammers home that this isn't just a simple case of kind of like two people finding each other. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that he's kind of going through, and um, and she is almost complicating feelings for mm-hmm. him because he's got all this thing about don't train, don't, you know, don't get attached to people. Right, like his whole know. Jedi training about yeah, pretty much not being attached. Yeah. Exactly, but um, he um, he obviously then meditates again <laughs> yeah and i this this line is this line is really good i think if you want to read it yeah yeah if the simple act of caring deeply for a person especially someone as good as padme is destructive in principle then the force has a peculiar view on what constitutes good and evil yeah and i just i, I think that's really nice and like kind of like in, in, in a way that maybe we didn't actually get in the movies, but like kind of changed the changed Obi Wan's uh, views of the Force and being a Jedi. Yeah, like obviously yeah, we don't see a whole lot of that in the movies, but like I I I, I, I like that that thought experiment. Yeah, I mean he's 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 going to be thinking about this for the rest of his life, mm-hmm. right up until he right up until he meets um, not until he meets until he gets more involved in Luke Skywalker for the last eight hours of his life, right. basically, if you look at it that way. Yeah. So um, it's in, it would be interesting to see. I don't know. I'd be up for a Kenobi film. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, I, we'll talk about that in the uh, in the other episode. Cool. In the, okay. the feedback episode, because I have thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we get the, um, the next thing, which is Tuscan's attacking Ulbricht's farm. Mm-hmm. And not doing what Tuscans yeah, do not, best, which is they're not really people. acting like Tuscans. So this is immediately nah, suspicious. Yeah, and um, and then basically Oren is revealed to be the Tuscan. Yeah, he's 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 using the the clothes that he has taken from the Tuscans that he's killed, and we find out yeah. over the over the course of the rest of the book that like this is something that he has been doing for a while. Yeah, 
pretty much, is that he, in order to increase the number of people subscribing to the claim, mm-hmm. or to the to the call rather, he is um, he's been going out basically in raiding bands and being attacking attacking homesteads on yeah. people that weren't wanting to join up, and then he has been not hurting anybody, but he's he's um, he's basically been scaring people. And then what the, on the off side of that is every time that an attack that he's even orchestrated has, has happened, he is then um, <clears throat> they're then doing a revenge attack. Yeah, yeah. And Which... so um, has ended up obviously thinning the Tuscans' numbers mm-hmm. ridiculously, even though they weren't um, they weren't involved in the first place. So that's why a yark is. Is uh, where the where she is in her mindset that she just thinks that um, the humans, the settlers, are a horrific race of people. Yeah. Basically, from what for what they've kind of done. Um. But what what we do find out is that um, Jabe ends up basically not only being attacked, but he ends up getting taken. Yeah. By Aark, um, and Ben. Pretty much, he steps in. Yeah, he kind of confronts Orin and chases yeah. off, you know, Mullen and yeah. Vigan. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. So, so then we then we go back to the claim, and Annie is like having trouble sleeping because Jabe hasn't shown back up. And so yeah. she's like, she basically just like spends a lot of time in her own head right here, uh, where she's like thinking about that. She's thinking about Ben, and she's like, she. I really like how she like thinks about how her mom wouldn't trust Ben because her mom barely trusted anyone. <laughs> She actually said that um, she wouldn't let she wouldn't let Ben get within rifle yeah. range, <laughs> which was a pretty good line. <laughs> which I thought was an absolutely fantastic yeah. line, and it kind of stuck out to me that, that you know that's how protective she was about her daughter. Yeah, but then she's like, um, she she has this thought. But if he was a jinx, why did she feel much so much better having him around? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Which again, you you're looking at. I mean. Um, Oren's now decided that he needs to kill Ben mm-hmm. in order to protect himself and, and Jabe. Um, and Ben's given Oren a simple message, which is turn back now. Yeah. Pretty well, that's, that, that's a little bit later down the line. He hasn't, he hasn't yeah. found out that Jabe is still alive no, yet. No, no, no. Uh, but he, um, uh, Oren does show up and he talks to Annie. He tells her that he owes Jabba like a shitload of money. <laughs> uh, and then basically like reveals that he's like oh um i just want to marry you so that i can use your store as collateral which is super <laughs> shitty really hated this this is this is this is i think this is what turned me on him the most yeah he's just it's like, like you were using this person who has been like the most stable person in your life yeah no. for your entire life but i do but i loves you yeah and like, like no fuck no, you, you love, get get the fuck no, out of here my money <laughs> get out Get out and take your mustache with you. Yeah, you so scumbag. So she she kind of just like just is done with him at this point. She's like basically tells him you need to get out of here. And then as yeah. as he's as he's being chased off with his tail between his legs, uh, he he kind of just turns around and is like, "Oh, by the way, Jabe is dead." I know. With with no with no uh, proof of this, he just he just assumed that it happened. And that's the thing, though, is that you don't know either. Right. Yeah. So at this time, I mean, as I say, I've jumped ahead, but this, you, mm-hmm. you then jump to the scene where you've got kind of like Ben actually like confronting um, Ark and saying, okay, um, <clears throat> you want revenge, you want to get this sorted out, then yeah. let me, let me kind of help you. Right, let, let, goes, let no, me this, he has to bring him to justice. Yeah, pretty much. 
um, you know, it's since her son's died, she's got the perfect right to kind mm-hmm. of like take Jabe's life. So yeah, um, and then she says, "Oh, listen, I'll let you. I'll I'll say spare Jabe if you join the Tuscans." And he says, "Well, I'm not going to bother." But um, he says, "I'll show you how you can de- get justice instead." Yeah, um, and I, I really like and, how <clears throat> uh, when when he refuses, um, specifically the part, and we dies killing him. Uh, and clan ends because she is she is recognizing that she is going to die if if she kills Jade because Ben is going to kill her then. Yeah, yeah. Um, she knows that. Is so she knows that, but she thinks situation. that that is the right thing to do. Yeah, no, yeah, that's cool. I mean, and then there's this kind of um, Orin again is acting shady because um, because Annie wants to activate the call right now to go and hunt for Jabe, and mm-hmm. Orin's just like, no, 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 he's stalling. He's obviously not, he's like, uses every line under the book to try and get her not to use the call. Oh, nobody will be about, everybody will be out. You know, you're better doing it in the morning, you don't want to do it in the dark, because you don't yeah. know what else is out there kind of thing. And it's obviously for one reason and one reason only, which is because um, he wants to wipe Ben out and he mm-hmm. wants to kind of tie him into the Tuscans as well and basically say, you know, this is the reason why everything's been happening. It's Ben that's your issue, not me. Kind right. Of thing. When so, and, he, he's uh, basically just trying to pin everything on Ben from this point. Yeah. But then, um, and then we get kind of <laughs> Ben gets a bit stalkery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just is hanging out outside and he's. <laughs> In his window. I, I do like to watch you sleep. <laughs> How many nights have you been doing that, mate? Because yeah. that's dodgy. I mean, we we hope that that's just the one night thing, and it's because of everything. We hope it's that just like been like five minutes, or he didn't actually wait until he was asleep. But right, right, sake, mate. <laughs> sort yourself out. But then he um, basically goes through everything that's kind of like happened. You yeah, know? like he, he's basically like. It's, this is exposition. This is exposition city. I mean, this mm-hmm. is where we find out the reasons that Oren's been doing and how much, you know, hassle there is. But yeah, um, <clears throat> and this is where, as as we said earlier, it's like Oren is a desperate man. He's not necessarily an he's a, not necessarily an evil man, mm-hmm. but he's doing bad things in order to get his way. It's like Ben. There's, there's like there's monsters in all walks of life. One doesn't need unlimited power to create victims. One just needs to be desperate. Yeah. Which, when you know, friend, it's, it's fine. Yeah. That works. Yeah. And then and then again, he says, when friends go wrong, you don't get a choice about what to do. Right, this obviously, you know, referencing Anakin. self-justification about, yeah, about yeah. what happened to Anakin. So. And then he says, and then he drops the thing about, this goes back to what we spoke about, was he then talks about the fact that you're going to have to go because your life is never going to be the same. If this plays out how I reckon it's going to play out, then you're going to be stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. So he's more he's more or less just like, hey, you're you're going to have to leave if this if this goes down the way that I think it will. Yeah. Which they don't they don't fully explain that then, but it makes it makes sense later on once yeah. once we actually. I mean, see they what drop it, Yeah, they def, You know, they drop it in, and then it, as you said, it makes absolutely perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of later on as to why she pretty much can't can't stay behind. I mean, you know, the long and the short of it is to do with history, and it's to do with the fact that she's to- so tied into right. the claim. That, so that if he's going to discredit uh, yeah. Oren, then that's going to discredit Annie too. 
Yeah, and you know, and Danner was doing business with Orin for years, kind mm-hmm. of selling guns and rifles to them. So they've always they've always profited when the calls kind of come. Right. Out. So it's so, you know, it's uh, then we get um, Orin Trigger in the cop. I mean, meditation. Uh, we don't even need to talk about it. It's not really that important. You know, some more meditation, and then uh, specifically, I, I think I think this this part is important is that Olbrecht finally breaks down. Like he finally says, "Okay, fine, yeah. I'm in." Yeah. I'm going to give you the money. Mm-hmm. And, and Oren's like, yeah, this is fantastic. But, yeah. So then we get the pretty, pretty much the final, the final big battle. Yeah. This is, this is, this is the end of the book. We're, we're coming up on like, this is the very last thing that happens more or less. Yeah. And as we said to you, it's like taking, it takes 10 minutes to explain, <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes to explain kind of like 12 chapters. Right. As opposed to two and a half hours to explain the twenty-eight that <laughs> preceded beforehand, yeah, because this is a slow. But this is action. I mean, if this was, you know, action, yeah, if the whole book was action, it would, take a, it would take a lot less time. Yeah, this is the last. This is kind of like the last half hour of the film. This is the, this is the, um, the kind of the big high noon showdown. If mm-hmm. this was proper western kind yeah. of territory, because yeah, this you is, do get this. This definitely yeah. felt very western that he's like riling up the town to, to go yeah. attack Ben, you know, to confront him for. For turning traitor, for working with the Tuscans. Yeah, and and I mean he shouts. He just says one of us has turned traitor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and this is when you get the nice kind of thing about um, Annie, <clears throat> Annie using the communicator that she had with her and Oren. Yeah, because he had dropped up. that uh, in the yes. in the scuffle in Jabba's office. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which we didn't and, we didn't mention then, but she no. she puts two and two together because she can hear. Uh, Gamorian noises through the comlink. Yeah, and she's like, so "Oh, she's like, like I think I know what's going on here." So she she uses the comlink to call uh, Mosep, who was the guy that Orin talked to. Yeah, to tell Mosep's him what, what's going works on. For, for works for Jabba the Hutt and is now mm-hmm. wearing the now wearing the typical "I've been injured, so I'm wearing a neck brace" <laughs> type of thing when he turns up. Mm-hmm. I'm a bad guy that's been injured, but not seriously injured. I'm a person. <laughs> I'm a person in a responsibility. Of some kind of admin job, <laughs> right? So therefore, I have to wear a neck brace. It's <laughs> a trope throughout Hollywood. Check out if you don't believe me. Um, but what you what happens then is you do get kind of like the face off um, where they go to face off against the Tuscans. But Orin keeps hearing the words kind of like um, "turn back, turn back now." Yeah, which um, is the message that he had sent with Jabe. Yeah, and, or that Which Ben had kinda, sent with Jabe for Oren, and he just I'm keeps just, hearing that. Yeah, um, and then so so they they come up on uh, come up on Ben just hanging out in the middle of the desert just to ride a, a land speeder or a speeder bike or something, um, and Ben just like kind of flees away from them, and, and uh, Oren thinks that he's trying to lead them into Hanter's Gorge, which is where they uh, they did the massacre earlier in the book. Uh, yeah, but yeah. but uh, so he want, he wants to drive Ben into Roya's Rift instead. Yeah, yeah, and then they hear this um, this crate dragon. Yeah, and, and, it, and I think they like, specifically oh, that... mentioned that it sounds less mechanical. Yes, because and it's, it's like, obviously no, no, it's been doing call. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I'm not going to do that again mm-hmm. because obviously the the sand people are easily startled. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you're doing it on settlers, and some guys going, that's just that guy doing a crate impression. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> then you get the kind of the him kind of sh- pr- you know just throwing proof out and yeah just kind of like revealing Oren's like yeah. uh, mis 
his misdeeds or whatever to uh, the settlers. Yeah, he sends a, sends a speeder back down with a duffel bag full of kind of like um, Tuscan wrappings mm-hmm. um, and saying, it's from your wardrobe, pretty yeah. much from your house. <laughs> so he's just basically saying, well, here's payback time. You know, you think you've got me back well and truly kind of got you. Mm-hmm. And then Mosep turns up with a sail barge or something and says, right, <laughs> yeah. Jabba wants his money. Yeah, I really um, like this because it's like it's like the three factions just kind of like in the uh, the, the Mexican standoff. Yeah, pretty much. They kind of <laughs> they all kind of don't know where they're going to be pointing their guns. Kind of everybody, um, and then you get a uh, you know, I told you I told you I could bring Orin Gold to justice. He could choose between his people's justice or yours, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, Ben says that um, to Ayark, and then Ayark tells Ben about. Uh, the massacre of the Sand People that uh, that Anakin committed when uh, he came to rescue his mom, uh, yeah. and and Ben kind of like puts two and two together and figures out that oh, this oh, is when Anakin shit. went bad, kind of. Yeah, this you know? isn't good. And then you get everything just kicking off. There's yep. fights between the settlers and Jabba's people. The Galts flee up into the rift with Annie as a hostage. Yeah, and I you this get... this specific moment like like Oren like puts his gun to Annie's head. It's like, woof, mm. man, like, you are going full villain here. <laughs> I know. He's just, like, cackling. He's yeah. not twiddling his moustache. He's not <laughs> yeah. just got a big one. He's greased it out and waxed it out pretty much. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it continues. You get this kind of, like, um, the back and forth, and then you get... It turns out that what's happening is Ben is using the, um, the, um, the, f- the force essentially to kind of like topple rocks and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then yeah and happens... i really like this line that iark has uh when uh ben is like uh kind of kind of waffling on whether or not he wants to actually attack because he doesn't want to end- endanger annaline uh, yeah. uh iark has this line uh oren galt showed his true face you kills him now or he pursues you forever it is the way of sky brothers and <laughs> ben says this is another legend and uh Ayark says it is the legend <laughs> Which is pretty exactly. cool because like that that harkens back to the thing that we read at the very beginning of the book. Yeah, about the really sons like kind of chasing yeah. each other, one wanting to murder the other, and the other ever being in kind of like shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Orin shoots a massive, and he's about to drop it in the well when Bell Ben kind of steps up and says no. Um, you know. And he was like saying, "You worried I'm going to drop this down the well?" And he says, "Well, I was saying that to Ayark, the one you call Plug Eye, because she's going to shoot you, and you might accidentally drop the animal in anyway." <laughs> Which is pretty funny. So, <laughs> but he then says, "Well, you know, screw you," and he drops it down mm-hmm. the well, and it turns out the well's got nothing in it as it is. Right. Which is one of the issues that was um, brought up really early in the book about when they're using the well, it's like got less and less water in it because mm-hmm. it's obviously drying out, and that's not helping with it with a population but um pretty much you get um you so get, we have this um, big like dramatic uh confrontation between ben and Oren. like they have their mm-hmm. their final confrontation where ben basically tells him that he needs to accept responsibility for what he's done if he wants to uh start toward redemption and he's like yeah. you know this this won't square you with the tuscans but it's your only chance to to be redeemed more or less and then you get um then you get the actual a real crate dragon. Yeah, and then we get a real crate dragon showing up. <laughs> and there's a massive fight and he does and this is interesting because Ben obviously then goes ahead and kills a crate dragon. Yeah, and it's really cool. <laughs> I really want to see this in a movie. 
and Oren's like figures out you're a Jedi and then mm-hmm. he says, Well listen, um if you don't um you know, I'm gonna I could go to the Empire about this and get you kinda send it out and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um and he says, I'll just sell you to the Empire, you know, quite happy to kinda give you give you money. Right. Um, the Empire will destroy you and everything you love and he comes up with this re- reply which is just they've already done that. Yeah. He's just like <gasps> That's all pretty, the feels. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> devastating. <laughs> Is it not the case that because Ben has killed a crate dragon, that he's an honorary Tuscan? Yeah, you would think so. He's I mean, proved it, himself to Aark as well, but it's never really kind of touched. Yeah, upon. it's it's not really touched upon, but they do they do kind of talk about how uh, how Ben or how how Aark like tells the Tuscans not to not to fuck with Ben, more or less, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, totally. And then Oren um, launches his speed at Aark, um, breaks his windshield before it hits her, and then he um, careens basically off well, what I think the side of a cliff, mm-hmm. while Aark manages to get you know get around it, and that's it. You think Oren, you know Oren has um, Oren's gone. Oren is um, Oren's dead. Yep, that's it for Oren. Um, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vika then turns into mass kind of confessional and yeah. basically tells everything exactly what's happening um, and then she tries to blame Jabe and then she tries to blame Annie and this is when Annie realises that while it's obviously not true that this is pretty much going to be her reputation kind yeah of, like she is just too tied up with, yeah, she's with the too golfs tied up too it, yeah. and then um, and then we get Oren's final uh, fate which is great I love this this is so good I love it I love the fact that he wakes up and he just can't feel his legs. Yeah, he can't feel his legs. Like he's like seeing that, like the eye looks or the the sky looks really weird because he's seeing yeah. it through the turrets of a Tuscan Raider eyepiece. Yeah, he uh, can't he, breathe properly. Yeah, he's he's um, he's been he's been wrapped up in Tuscan dressings, and Iark has yeah. more or less just like enslaved him to work on yeah. the 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 moisture evaporator. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's really quite cool because obviously yeah. if they've got more water. Then it allows the tribe to to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, if they've got a clean source of water, and Oren basically um, starts saying no, 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 and then realizes that he just sounds kind of like metallic, mm-hmm. um, and then decides he's never going to talk again. Yeah, which is it's 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 poetic justice, it's I guess. Super, <laughs> super, super cool. Yeah, um, yeah, that's just it's kind of like a nice kind of. It's a nice kind of turnaround because you, instead of him just dying, you realise that he's kind of going to end up serving and paying back time for everything that he's done. Yeah, in, done in the past. But, yeah, for um, he he's paying back all his misdeeds to the Tuscans. Yeah, and then you've got um, you know, Annaline and and Jabe and Callie realise they've got to leave mm-hmm. the claim, um, and Ben has booked passage. For them in Mos Eisley, yeah, and he's kind of like pulled some strings on Alderaan. Basically, you know, contacted yeah. uh, contacted uh, Bail Organa. Bail, to... yeah, because as he says, I've got friends yeah, in Alderaan. He's, yeah. that, you know, you've yeah. got surprisingly good kind of references from somebody in Alderaan kind right. of thing, and it's like, all right, okay, there you go then. <laughs> um, so he's he, he's gotten uh, gotten Annie uh, accepted to the university that she wanted to apply to from twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's super excited because mm-hmm. they think this is the start of something new, especially Annaline, who thinks yeah. that and Ben Callie, is going to be And Callie, who's like, ooh, it's my new yeah. dad. It's my new dad. 
um, but unfortunately he like, turns around and goes I can't go mm-hmm. I've got to stay around he says I've got to look after family yeah and so he he kind of like you know opens up to Annie at this point and like tells her you know like look like I've got this responsibility here and I can't go and blah 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 and it's just like this conversation like it's it's really sad because like you can tell that those two these two people like really like each other they really really like each other and this is the thing about this I mean this is the thing about this entire book that this last exchange kind of sums up yeah everything that is good about this entire book is that um, the conversation and the dialogue is very, it can be very, very well done. Yeah, like, um, I I think that if you're listening to this podcast and you're enjoying it, like, you should probably listen, or you should probably read all of the books that, yeah. we, that we talk about, but this one especially, like, this yeah. book, like, it's it's so hard. Like, I, I hope that this comes out, like, halfway okay. Uh, <laughs> about, like, because it was so, just, it, like, it was so scary to me to be talking about this book. <laughs> It's really difficult to analyze because you can't, you can't do a mass anal. You can't really do a big analysis on it. It's not yeah. like when you did the last chat when you did the last um, episode with Jeremy, mm-hmm. and you're able to go into kind of the representations of all these characters. You're dealing with one well-known character who isn't particularly well-known because mm-hmm. Ben Kenobi is a character in the film. He's not really that fleshed out. Yeah. You don't really know his real motivations. You don't know his background. You don't know very, very much about him. The, the entire film is based around his, you know, is based around Anakin. So you always learn more about him. You know that you know that <clears throat> Ben is is very, very loyal. Um, feels utterly betrayed. Feels like he's betrayed his best friend as well. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know if he's killed him. Feels utterly lost and out there. So this is really, really nice to kind of. Um, it was a, it was just a good book to the dialogue wise, and yes, there's kind of the obvious kind of the western kind of tropes in there, but they're still not as you you don't like Oren by the end, but it's not like a case that you know he's like you know it's not like he walks in and it's like enter number one bastard kind <laughs> of thing because at the beginning you just think well he's like the the kind of the funny businessman that's going to try and get him to sign up, but he, mm-hmm. by the end, obviously, he's a he's a bit of a he's a bit of a dirt burger, which yeah. isn't isn't that good. But um, so we've got, I mean, you've got the kind of the ends. Aark's clan's kind of growing stronger. Yeah, we kind of just got like some, bond- some ties, yeah. some ra- wrapping up loose ends, more yeah. or less. I mean, they're away, and the the kids and Annalina are on the way to a starship to. Naboo. I'm yeah, I think it's I think it's Naboo. Yeah. yeah, they they, yeah. they kind of like don't make it super clear because it's like an Alderanian no. program, but it yeah. starts on Naboo or something. But yeah, I think Naboo, I think yeah. it's Naboo. So not kind of clear. Um, and then Ben's just like, <laughs> yeah, we get ben his final medita- me- meditation, He's like a little bit of meditation, and <laughs> um, and that's kind of it, really. Yeah, and that that kind of wraps up the book. Yeah. So yeah, um, so Kenobi, are you uh, Kenobi? Are you are you happy you read this book, Richard? Um, do you know what? As I said, I find the first half to be such a a bit of a drag, mm-hmm. and I think because when you read a Star Wars book, you expect a lot of Star Wars in it. Yeah, and I reckon you could have quite easily changed the names and everything in here. Oh, absolutely, and potentially just based it anywhere else, and it would have just been the same type of story. But it, it's not detracting from what um, John's John John Jackson Miller's done. Um, it was very much in the vein, as you said, A New Hope. Because, essentially, you could take the plot of A New Hope 
apart from obviously the big Death Starry thing. Mm-hmm. But you could put it anywhere else, and it would yeah. still kind of play out the same thing. Yeah, I mean, Whereas, it, it, instead of wanting to go to the Empire on a different planet, he just wants to go to yeah. the Academy, like in the in another country or whatever. Like, yeah, that could yeah. Be very easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all these things could have worked out. So it's well written. It's slow, but I think once you get into the middle of it, it doesn't move really, really fast. Um, it's not a struggle to read. The dialogue's very, very good, but I wouldn't expect to be going in with a big action-packed kind of book. Yeah, it's you it's know. it's definitely not a typical Star Wars book, and no, I think that's not. I think that's a good thing. No, no, I, I know I applaud it for what because from what because when you look at the front cover and it is it is Ben Kenobi standing there with his lightsaber on, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, here we go. Yep, and the, this <laughs> is what Ben's I mean Adventures on first, Tatooine. Yeah, the first chapter kind of throws the rug out from under you because mm-hmm. you have got an action scene with the lightsabers and then you've got 27 chapters of <laughs> a lot of chat and not an awful lot happening. Yeah. But then it does the payoff. <laughs> the payoff's really, really good at the end. And yeah, I would read I would read more books. Yeah. <laughs> I would well, definitely I'm, read more books. I'm, I'm very glad you liked it. And no, I... I, put down the dark, I put down the Dark Tower for this. So. <laughs> oh, well, I and feel I kept, special And then. I kept... You know, I kept re- I kept reading this, even though the Dark <laughs> Tower was there. You know, mm-hmm. so no, I was glad I read it. Yeah, you know. and uh, well, uh, I think I think that'll probably wrap us up for the for the episode. Cool. Unless you, I don't, know, I, I I think we got our final thoughts out. Really? Yeah. No. No. And so uh, I liked it. There's 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 only one left one thing left to say, Richard. What's that? May the force be with you. <laughs> May the force be with you, Brian, and all the <laughs> magic of the universe that that entails, you space wizard. <laughs>